Welcome to the Garage U Tools. We're going to make several promises for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can, keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way, bringing you some Adepticon good dice and bad dice. I'm Chris Yu. And I'm Abraham Lincoln. Hey, Gettysburg! <laughs> good dice and bad dice. <laughs> and Adepticon. Can't and Adepticon. Oh, good. So How are you, partner? I'm hanging in there, dried out from the flood of 2013. Oh, my God. What was up with that? Armageddon. It was seriously. I mean, it, we got so much rain and so little. I was like trying to make up for the last year of drought all in like two days. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, I saw. I went down to my basement. There was water in the corners, and it was coming oh, through. I'm like, God. oh, my God. Save the Hiles. You know, get the miles <laughs> out of the way. All my Hiles became Sea Guard there for <laughs> that morning. So, anyway... <laughs> Uh, so uh, maybe we should take a moment to thank our sponsors, with, who also survived the the flood, the great flood of 2013. So yes, yeah, so thank you to our sponsors, Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake, Illinois, Game Preserve Stores in West Lafayette, Indiana, Cool Mini or Knots Dark Age, Mirrors Miniatures, GuildPainting.com, and Battle Foam, protecting your. Army. Excellent. That was ex- that was especially. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Well, you know, so many people energetic. came up to me this weekend when you mentioned Battle Foam. They did that. <laughs> oh, and then okay, let's let's uh, let's jump real quick because Ed Carpenter ah. not only came up and and got another shout out. Because that's what he does. I'm like, are you going to call in? I'm like, dude, you didn't call in for Wait, the last shout-out. You out. paid for another shout-out? Yes. Before he even gave his original. Oh, he's not going to. And I said, how what? come you didn't? I said, you said you would. He goes, you boys did exactly what I wanted you to do. He's like, you just you said what you wanted. You said it from the heart. I guess all the praise you're giving him. Like, he was uh-huh. all he, he was all laughing. He goes, I got my wife and made her listen to uh, it, too. That's awesome. So, like, he really liked just what we said, and he oh, was pleased nice. with it. And so okay. he came up and, and, and got another shot. So, once again, shout-out to Ed Carpenter. Thank who's you, Ed. Like, the, like our, and one and of Mrs. Our, Carpenter, and if you're listening. Hey there, Mrs. Carpenter. <laughs> no, we're not going to start another no, no, cranky no, no, lawyer no, no, no. thing. I'm just saying, hey, I wasn't doing a Bobina thing with Barnett. Uh, so, and, and hey, you know, and since we're doing quick shout-outs... Mm-hmm. So just uh, to everyone who came up and said hi to us, just thank you so much for all the kind words. Absolutely. Um, but like I said, if you if you were one of those people who just who brought us a, brought a gift that we totally didn't need or deserve, please drop me an email with your address. So like I said, once we get something, you know, some little we cool can, we can send out a, a proper thank you. Yeah, we want to give you a proper thank you exactly. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Well, I am like so exhausted. This has been the worst week. I, yeah, me too. Finally uh, recovering after. We didn't really travel. We're locals. That's the thing. Oh, but I was. There was so much going on. Uh, it was so much fun. Speaking of uh, shoutouts and thank yous, if people do want to call in and leave a message, what they, should they, they do? They can because we have voicemail. Chris. What? <laughs> That's right. Voicemail. Call one seven five seven G H show six. Go ahead, do it. Do a radio of voice and just do it. Just say it's one seven five seven GHO six. Call now. See, there you go. You got it. <laughs> we can almost do like a rap. Dig it, do y'all? Hey, Chris. What up, G? You know we got this here voicemail. Shout it out, boy. That's right. You call one seven five seven GHO six. Uh huh. Telling us what we need to know. Kicking that knowledge. Yeah. The K for the knowledge. That's right, people. Call the voicemail line. 
coming at you from Round Lake, Illinois, boy. Let us know what you need to know, and you could be a part of the show. Pop me up. And one, two, three, four. Ain't nothing like a shout out, baby. Playing Warhammer like we crazy. We love hearing from our fandom. That charge disc is gonna be random. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. Some voicemail, baby. Uh, yeah. 757-GH-SHOW-6. Bring it to us. From the Round Lake IL-60073. Hey, boys. This is Henry. Also known as Johnny Craft. I was just calling to leave you guys a voicemail telling you all about Saws. Saws is a West Coast tournament. Uh, Northern California, Great Escape, two days. It's uh, May 17th through 19th. I hope to at least see some of some of the East Coast Warhammer players out there uh, teach y'all how the West Coast plays Warhammer. And, yeah, keep up the great work. Love the show. Um... And I think that's about it. See y'all later. So call the voicemail and leave us a message. Um, we love, as you guys know, we love to hear from you. And you never know, you may be the next Google Translator episode. Nah, there you go. And I came, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it uh, that had that T-shirt? Oh, that was um, Lizard Man Jeff. Lizard Man Jeff. I had everyone sign it from Circle City yeah. Circuit. Yeah. And, and I came, came yo, money, t-shirt. dollars for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. That was so fun. Yeah, good times. All right. So listen, here's what's going to happen on this episode. Before we take a commercial break, let's sort of give them the rundown. Uh, we're going to cover the basics really fast, uh, the toolbox and the news and rumors. We're going to try to get through that quick. We're going to have uh, Alex and Carrie Ann Gonzalez on yep. to talk a little bit about uh, Adepticon and how everything went on their end of it. And afterwards, we have about an hour and 45 minutes of live recording at Adepticon. Um, the Adepticon experience. Yes. We've got some of our friends on in the beginning, and then we got a huge chunk in the middle with the guys from Bad Dice, mm-hmm. and that's where the beginning of the show is. That's why this whole show is off. There's no master engineer in the beginning. He recorded at Adepticon, at Adepticon the beginning. And, and we lost him. He said, I... Is he still it. there? No. He, he, did he come back? No, he took off on his own. He's He's okay. Oh, okay. But he said he ain't recording a second intro. So oh, he's, he's not. not no, so you'll hear the intro to the show. His contract, then, right? Yeah, one, one intro per one show. One intro per show. He gotcha. doesn't play games. Uh, and then we, so we got about that, and then afterwards we're going to wrap up the show. I will say uh, I edited it as much as I could, but having it be live, you know, there's some background noise and stuff. And, sure, capture the ambiance. Well, I mean, it's it's a little hard to edit, too, because, the you know, the cuts might sound jagged or weird. Hmm. Uh, and then some of the stuff I kind of left in, and... Dude, I don't know if it made for great radio or not, but I think you really capture the essence of the excitement of the people there. It was fun to just sit around and casually talk Warhammer with, yeah. with the Bad Dice guys, right. with uh, Meal and Domus and those other guys. Exactly. So, I mean, we're talking about a lot of stuff and people's armies and things like that. And, folks, I don't know how it's going to sound to people who weren't there. Well, we talk about scenarios. And yeah. How did you prepare for Adepticon? Exactly. Difference but, in play styles a little bit from here in the UK. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think you'll really enjoy it. So we're going to get to that as soon as possible. So let's... Uh, why don't we do this? We'll take our break, come back, and do the News and Rumors segment, which is brought to you by the Circuit. City Circuit.
Dave, I'm looking for a place to play some Warhammer. Family games, board games? You mean unmatched awards and adventure? Sure. A uh, place with collectible and trading card games, RPGs, unusual gifts. You tips. mean unparalleled offerings and fun? Okay. And it'd be great if they had books, candles, and collectibles, too. Particular presents and playtime? You're looking for unique gifts and games! Okay, but... Uh, Located in historic downtown Grays Lake, Illinois... UGG caters to gamers of all types. Okay, but miniature games, board games, card games, yeah. Doctor Who, all right, but things supernatural. I understand. It's all here. Okay, but with listen. frequently scheduled events, open gaming, a clean and friendly atmosphere. Okay, stop by UGG or or, or visit them yeah. online at uniquegg.com. You could have just told me about unique gifts and games. Individualized endowments and festivities, essential awards and diversions, one-of-a-kind presents and happy fun time. All right, that's enough. Garage, we're back. Yes, we are. All Dave, right. You want to talk a little news and rumor? Ah, uh, sure, sure. Um, the big news is that, uh, well, as of today, uh, the, we're recording this Friday, uh, April twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, the high elf pre order is up, and yes. the new white dwarf is out, and they will be out next Saturday. The new high elf book will be out next Saturday, which means about two episodes from now, probably maybe maybe two and three. Depending right. on the yeah. length, yeah. we will be talking a lot of high elves. Oh, I can't wait. Those pictures look awesome. Now, a couple episodes ago, you said it all depended on whether or not they had dragon riders, whether or not you'd be playing them. Uh, yeah, I did say that, and there are no dragon riders. Nope. But the new models, the new the new things in the range look amazing. This is probably my favorite of the last few releases. I mean, the cool the stuff for the demons looked pretty cool, but there was a couple of things I looked at and went, eh, it's okay, but not great. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a hater of the skull cannon, like what it looks like. Ah, right. I'm not a hater of it, but it wasn't great. Uh, the, the war shrine. I know a lot of people are like. Bleh. <laughs> but so, so everything in the high elves are sold. On. I haven't seen a thing I don't like. Uh, even the weird little like I, I if uh, the white dwarf showed how yeah. the fire and the ice uh, phoenixes, phoenixes how how they're different and how the the bits slot yeah, in yeah. to do the different parts. Yeah. Even that kind of looked pretty good and pretty clever the way it's put together. You know, those I was on the fence on because they only had the, the kind of front view of it kind of flying towards you. Mm-hmm. But the top view of those models makes them look very impressive. It is quite the impressive model. And when you get to see them in the White Dwarf, especially the digital White Dwarf, which has the close-ups and the 360 shots and everything. Mm-hmm. They look a lot better. Oh, it's it's a heck of a thing. Oh, wait, so are you buying the $90... Fancy edition. I, yeah, I looked at it. Uh, Harrison looked at it too, and he's like, "Oh, it looks really nice." I'm like, "Do you really going to lug a ninety dollar book around as your army right, book? It's going to get beat up. Mine, my my the the corners of my vampire book are all beat up from going in and out of my bag all oh, the time. Yeah, oh yeah. No. So I just it, otherwise it's the same. It's nicer paper, right? It's gold like on the on the edges of the paper. Yep, nicer cover. I mean, it is a nice book. I did look at it, but I think it's fifty dollars extra. Yeah, for a fancier it's, book. Yeah, it's a ninety dollar book. I mean, that's more than the BRB, and it's ninety six page book. So you're paying a dollar a page. 
<laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> nope. So, uh, but I just think it was really cool. I think it was really neat. I'm, I'm like so excited for this book to come out. I am too. Um, so when does the book actually come out? Is it May 4th? Uh, whatever that Friday is. Yeah, May 4th. If May 4th is Saturday, then that's the day. If May 4th it's, is a week from tomorrow. Yeah, then it's, yeah. Is it that quick? Yeah. Usually, I think, I, Alex is telling me it's two weeks between the preview and the no, book release. No, it comes, because okay. it, it's the first weekend, it's, at least for the last year or so, it's the first weekend of the month is their new releases, mm-hmm. and White Dwarf comes out on the last weekend of the month, gotcha. so it's okay. been a week. Oh, so May 4th is right Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, the FAQs have come out. Yes. And we're not going to go into a long thing. We might talk about them next episode, but there were just a couple of things. The biggest one being the undead... They just completely flip flopped. Before all, they said yeah, no, opposite. and now they just turned it around so, and said yes. How do you feel about that? I was right. Now they decided no, that doesn't work <laughs> that way. So they said no. Now we're going to change it. I mean, I, I said before, I didn't think they'd rule in my favor in the first place. <laughs> they just give you a little taste, huh? But they did. They take it right back. <laughs> and you know what? I really liked it too because there was a bunch of times where, especially, and I mean, only like, okay, Mornfang, four Mornfang charged into my block of of zombies. Yeah. And killed like twenty some of them, and then the other twenty some crumbled. I mean, it was literally like forty some zombies, if you, if and you they didn't like get a, to overrun. I, they were able to not overrun into my next unit of zombies. They had to either reform or sure. stay. But if you have a unit of direwolves with a champion mm-hmm. and turn it and show your flank so that the champion is the only thing the Mornfang can kill, that it could work in that situation. They kill the champion. Well, it worked in my situation. It slowed them down enough for me to readjust the next unit at least. I mean, I did. I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't able to, to use it. I mean, I think it's not as easily – I mean, with with the exception of the five dire wolves with one champion, right. example, which is kind of – it's kind of cheesy. It well, really is. It, it is, but if the rules allowed it, right. but, uh, players should be able to do as it. As far as – I just don't really take dire wolves, so. Right. Um, well, I, I think if – with that mechanic in place – but as far I as see people taking it, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, it didn't win me or lose me any games. It did, it did help me out a little bit, yeah. and at times, but it wasn't game breaking. Wasn't game breaking, but it, it was nice to be able to keep stuff off the overrun. I did use a lot of raised dead and threw stuff and grew it as sure, quick as I can. Sure. Just okay. There's a little. There's at least one more model there that you could possibly kill, and then if it crumbles, I'm still slowing you down enough where I can re- right. realign myself. I mean, I don't know that it was. I mean, I don't know why they changed it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, did, did they did they decide this rule and suddenly it was so broken that VC started? It's, it's, you know, it's not like GW to make such a quick reversal. I, something like that, I would expect you know years down the line, maybe after everyone forgot about it. But I don't so know. Quickly, then the very next FAQ release, they reverse their decision. I mean, right. That's, that's unheard of from GW. Ah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. It just seemed weird to me that they would just flip flop right away. But either way, I don't care. So okay, so now you overrun from Crumble. Okay. I mean, you yeah. you were overrunning from Crumble for like a couple of years, and then for a month and a half, it was really cool, and I was right. <laughs> and now I'm not right anymore, and I don't care. You know, it's nothing. What I did get annoyed with was uh, in the Demons FAQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was under the impression that the Demons Crumble, let's say I had a downhill charge. Into the rear of a demon unit. Oh, you're talking about leadership with three res. three ranks and a banner and a BSB. So I charge one downhill, another one rear, two more. That's four, three ranks become seven, a banner and a BSB. I got standard combat res a nine. Mm. I do about five or six wounds. You have a complete flub roll and you do like two. 
and I've got you uh, with a bigger unit in the rear so you don't get your, your disruptors, so you don't get your rank bonus. So I win by like 10. Right. Well, if your leadership's 7, minus 10 is negative 3. And I was I, I actually asked a couple people, and I said, so if I roll, what, am I, what number am I rolling against? Like, well, you'd roll against whatever the combat res is, which would right. be negative 3. So even if you rolled a 3... You'd lose six because you're right. six the, higher. The, well, the, the more you lose by, right? Well, because the more it will hurt well, you. Because with right? the VC, the if I lose by twenty, I I lose another twenty. Right. Uh, and the FAQ had asked with the leadership modifiers for that, it, can it go below zero? And they said no, it stops at zero. So if you lose by twenty with demons, mm-hmm. and you roll a three. You lose three models. Well, let's face it. If you're losing combat runs by that much, but I mean, there's time. I mean, with demons, you're probably going to lose that unit anyway, aren't you? Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it could. It's different. It's just it, all the other undead. They crumble by what they lose by, mm. and these guys crumble by what they fail their roll by. And even if you do get an amazing turnoff, there's only so much you can do. Th- there's you know? only so much you can do because the lowest it's going to go. The mo- the worst you can, well, a twelve and a two are are weird things happen. Sure, sure. So the worst you can do is eleven. Which I guess for a more elite army than a bunch of skeletons and zombies, that's hurtful. But I mean, my whole army—if I attacked with a zombie unit and uh, say a unit of something really expensive—you mm-hmm. kill a ton of zombies. I lose by a few. I'm losing models from each unit, and I could lose a bunch. Yeah. It's just demons. It's just it. I don't know why they get a special, different way to I, crumble. I think it is because they're more expensive. They are elite. Yeah, because I guess gotta, the only other do some, you know. Yeah, I guess because the only other units, what is it, Tomb Kings and VC, that are the only other ones that crumble, right? I mean, not including swarms and crap like right, that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they are more expensive, I guess. I don't know. I, just I know. I mean, we're saying this way, having not played against them. I know I haven't. I haven't. Either. I certainly don't use them. That's so. one of the reasons we haven't had a review on. Right. Them, you know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Was that I was like, ugh, because I thought. I thought it went right. one way and it went the other. I, I, I tend to fee- I, I tend to think that it should work the way you're describing. Like you can go past zero in combat runs. But right. I understand why they cap it at zero. I I, I agree. I, yeah. I mean, but that's what I'm saying is I expected it to go the one way and it didn't. Right. I was wrong on that you one. You know what? FAQ kind of threw me for a loop. What? And Big Mike from Canada will argue, uh, agree with this one. Is the Hand of Gork spell, if you pick up and Hand of Gork a unit of goblins right. to within eight inches of an enemy unit, mm-hmm. it has to stop and then release its fanatics, and then you finish your move. Because before... Well, it's, it, it says, it was, it it says, says can, you end, can you end your move within eight inches of another unit if they have fanatics? So that's saying once you reach that eight-inch mark, you have to pop your fanatics per the fanatic rules, and then you can finish your Hand of Gork move. Right, but it's only... It's but, only but, the, see, the thing is, before... Orc and Goblin players, as far as I understand it, the Hand of Gork was kind of a special case where you mm-hmm. could move it to however close you wanted to an enemy unit, and then the fanatics pop. Okay, I'm just I, you're right. I'm just saying that that FAQ ruling to me threw me for a loop because the idea that you know the God of the Orcs has to stop and obey like rules of fanatics before it finishes the unit's movement. I see what silly. you're saying. It just seems silly. I noticed in the Warriors FAQ that uh, the Mark of Corn. Which gives hatred to a model. Mm-hmm. No, it says it doesn't give it to the mounts. That's a good FAQ. Remember, we had the question because before hatred gives it to the rider. Right. The yeah. rider gets hatred, yeah. but Mark of Corn isn't hatred. Right. It gives hatred to the model, and so they're like, D-, so it doesn't. Not, that's Just it. to the rider. No. Yeah. Oh, and in, yes. Guess what? Hmm. My other vampire characters 
are friendly units in my army. I don't understand. Is that a frequently asked question? It is. Was in the, well, no, because remember, um, what, what, there was this what, big, dis- there was a big discussion. It was on the the, the Warhammer form and stuff like that. Model. Well, here's the thing. In the VC book, it says uh, when you cast a spell to raise units, you can never use that to heal characters. And the lore attribute, which it has said in other places, is not a spell, says whenever you cast the spell... You can heal a wound on the the caster or another friendly model within 12 inches. And people are saying, well, that says that you can't cast a spell to heal wounds on a on a character model. And then the argument was, well, that's not a spell. It's a lore attribute. Well, they've resolved it. So the FAQ so, says, yeah, you yeah, can do it. Makes so, sense. hooray. Yeah. One last thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a bunch of other FAQs. One thing I noticed, there was only two armies that didn't get an FAQ. High elves and? Wood elves. Hmm. Wondering why they didn't get an FAQ. I mean, you think something? There could have been something, and they could have. If they gave something to everybody, got a little update. What well, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean anything, though? It does circumstantial evidence. At I, best. I would like it to mean something. I would like it to. Oh, we shall see. What else are cool. on the on the rumor radar? Are they? Well, them and lizard men. Well, lizard. Yeah, well, lizard men, and then but I yeah, it dwarves. could be dwarfs. Yeah, dwarves. but. People would talk about what else for a while. It would be nice to see him, though. It'll be nice. That would be a weird surprise if all of a sudden it wasn't lizards, if that thing was dead wrong and it was right, wood right. elves. There's a whole lot of other stuff in the FAQs, but I don't think we need to go into it too terribly much. I mean, if people really want to and they ask us to, we can maybe cover them next episode or right, something sure. like that. But um, it, a lot of it was just basic, too. And there wasn't anything in there that made me think, oh, wow. Tidying, tidying up things here and there. I, I yeah. did see uh, something about uh, Empire Detachments. Yeah, that's a cool one. Um, what was that one? Talk to me about that. Uh, basically, your detachments base their steadfast on the number of ranks in the parent unit. Okay. doesn't matter if the parent unit is in combat or not. If you attach to the... Ta- oh, that so could be my, tactically useful. So if I've got five ranks in my parent unit and you attack my de- tiny detachment with four ranks... They're steadfast. They're, they're, they're steadfast. Now, here's the other problem, though. If... The parent unit is being attacked, and they are not steadfast for any reason. The other unit rank has more units. Yeah. Than then you are not steadfast either. The detachments. The detachments are sure. not steadfast, okay. even sure. if they would be, even if they have more ranks than the unit attacking them. Okay. If the parent unit is not steadfast, they're not. They're not. If so. the unit okay. is, they are. If the unit's not being attacked at all, I think I think it said if they're not being attacked at all, uh, then you just judge if if that one has more ranks than the attacking unit has. Mm. But yeah, so basically. That's a handy it, little it, thing it, to have. It makes it simpler. Because, dude, when we did the the Empire Review when Cranky was on, yeah. I think we talked, we we were just mulling questions on how that would work <laughs> for about 15 <laughs> minutes. Because there's all sorts of well, variables. That's a good change, though. Yeah, so I liked that, too. Um, if anything else comes up that people think we should talk about, just leave a yeah, note in the show notes. Drop we'll bring it up. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll have the toolbox... And then uh, we'll go from the toolbox right into, we'll call Carrie Ann and Alex. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Welcome back to the garage, you tools. Welcome back. Over here in the garage. All right, listen, you guys. Uh, time for the toolbox. <laughs> Brought to you by Chaos Orc Superstore. So you say Chaos Orc Superstore, and I just sit in the back and go. Okay, let's let's make this one a quick toolbox because I want to get yes. on with uh, with Carrie Ann and, and Alex. So, uh, reading. Um, I'm reading Outcast Dead, which is I think book seventeen. Okay. And the Horus Heresy. It's okay. It's all about astropaths, and they're all on Earth oh, yeah, the whole time. Oh, yeah, you mentioned time. that. It's interesting. It's, it's different. It's interesting because it's different. I haven't been really gripped so far by the story. Um, that's just that's just me. Uh, part of it is that I'm trying to also kind of get through it because I've got to read False Gods and give myself more time than I gave sure, for, for Horus Heresy. Uh, for, Eleanor. Yeah, so okay. that's all I've been reading. What about you? Uh, none for me. I, I, I write on how to replace a sump pump. That's it. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor basement. Uh, hobby commitment challenge. Dude, I've got like a... Th- I'm halfway there. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're keeping up on the points? And, yeah, I'm and keeping up on the points. I just, okay. haven't, I just haven't posted everything, but 200 some, 240 points of uh, Vargeists, which look sharp. They look good. And that was all you, man. You were giving me the. Tips all, yeah, I didn't lay a single brush on those models. But the the color scheme, like I had no idea. Like I was stuck. I had no idea how to color these. And you're like, try this, and that. The color scheme is what makes it pop, and really worked. So I got that. I got over 500 points of Graveguard and 200 points of Skeletons. So I'm at about a grand nice. so far for the Hobby Commitment Challenge. Well, I think once the High Elves are released, I, I, I should be well on my way to 2,400 <laughs> oh, points, oh, oh, whatever yeah. it is. Um, other, you know, not much um, hobby-wise. I, I I have assembled my orc idol. How big is it? It's pretty big. Is it bigger than a giant? Much bigger. It's about as tall, but it's way more dense. Right. It's 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 pretty thick. So I know when you first saw it, you didn't like it, and you were yeah. hemming. Even but when you you were when you were talking about buying it, you were hemming and about buying it. Are you happy you have it now? I am. Like the, the key is to use it, though. Right. I'm happy with the model. I need to use it, you know, Invasion Kenosha, it's legal there. Right. Um, Our campaigns, I'm hoping it'll be legal there. Maybe it will be, maybe it won't. At the very least, if I can't use it for a game, I could use it as part of my display board. Yeah, that's true. But it has so much character. There will be some Storm of Magic games in the campaign. So, yeah, you'll be able to use it. Um, So I know originally when it came out, you're like, well, it just looks like a big rock. But, I mean, when you got in there, there's a lot of fine detail. A lot of detail. It has a lot of character. The mask is cool. Yeah, yeah. So So are you you doing it with or without mask? uh, I'm leaning towards mask. Okay. So the mask will be actually part of the model. You're not just going to use it for something else. No, no. I think I'm going to use the mask. It it looks a lot cooler, I think, with it. (laughs) It's a really great model. Yeah, it, it is fun. 
Um, excellent. And so uh, you'll be using that. I did pick up. Uh, I ordered the dwarf command set. It wasn't oh, there yeah. at Forge World. How much was that? Like fifty bucks. Yeah, I bet the orc and goblins ones are the same. That's a li- that one. I think it's. I think the one might be a little cheaper. Plus, you only get two. Right for the orcs. I don't know why you had no musician unless the orcs don't, don't know. make music. They just yell wah. Right. Probably they get a musician like everyone else. Yeah. So I mean, I, I was. Know. I thought it was odd that there was only two. I did. Uh, I did break down also and picked up the Abaddon and Logan. Oh, you did get it? Yeah. You know what? Because now that my painting's getting a little better, that's because oh. that's you can use it in the game. Because my wife looked at it, she goes, "You don't even play that, isn't that that other game?" I'm like, "This is not a toy." <laughs> This is this is a as I talk. This is a diorama. This is a hobby piece. This is something I'm going to sit now that I'm getting better with my painting. This is something I'm going to sit down and come back to time and again and just work on it little bits at a time. Showcase it, put in a a display case. Yeah, make it something nice down here. So what, like a top, like you know, as my skills get better, that's going to be the model I really want to work on. Cool, because it it is a really nice model. It does look pretty cool. It's really cool. Oh, you started watching Total Recall. I did. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I only got maybe a third of the way through it, and I stopped it because I think my wife would enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm assuming you mean the remake. The remake with Colin Farrell. Okay, you've seen the original. Oh, yeah, with okay. Arnold? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I just know. wanted to make sure you never that's a, saw that's a great you never saw Escape from New York. I just wanted to make sure. Well, Escape from New York was a little bit uh, earlier. 1980. Yeah, it was a good, yeah. Yeah, 1980. I was five. <sighs> I was eight. <laughs> I still saw it. I saw it on, on TV at my aunt's house. Right, right, yeah. My whole family, all the adults went out for dinner. I stayed with my cousins, and we watched Escape from New York, which I totally shouldn't have seen at eight years old. Or, or no, I was probably like 10 at the time. That explains a lot. Yeah, dude, that movie so, was so good. Total Recall. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Jessica Biel or Kate Beckinsale? <sighs> wow. For, to, to go out for coffee. Oh, I, you know what? That's a hard call. I like... Jessica Beale a lot, but every time I hear the word Kate Beckinsdale, I think of Underworld and just her just kicking Patent leather all over the place. Yeah, because even in that terrible what that what was that crappy movie that Van Helsing? Yeah, she was in that. And she looked good in that too. She did. So I, I, you know what? I, I'd take six of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> I'm, you know, you're choosing both. Is yeah, that what you're saying? I'll take both. <laughs> I'll take whoever's not busy that evening. That's basically you're, you're cheating the test. You can't, I, you can't have both. I, I would go with either, but I uh, I'd probably go with Kate Beckinsale. She's got the she's got the accent, the English accent. Yeah. She's got the you know I don't know. There's something I, about I, her. Yeah, I, I I'd go with Kate. You too. Okay, nice. Anyway, so any other for you? Is that it? No, I I finished all seven seasons of the new Doctor Who. All eighty-six episodes and uh, the, the or six seasons. Sorry, six seasons. Um, the seventh season is in the middle, and I missed all of the beginning, so I'm not going to get to see that for a while. Okay, but uh, I'm going to go back and watch the classic ones that they have available on Netflix because honestly, eighty-six episodes, and I want to jump back and start watching them again. I'm really, I'm I've really gotten into it. <laughs> I'm really I think I, I've become a fan, uh, and I've, I'm going through a bit of Doctor Who withdrawal after this much Who over a couple of like two or three months. I need to, uh, so okay. I'm, I'm very I, I may try it again at some point. But. You know, you, you give just the first couple episodes of the new season. I actually start with season one and give the couple episodes a, a go. Uh, it's one of those things where the I think the sum is greater than its parts. 
Okay. Because the individual episodes are fun and they're pretty good, but there are some season long or two season long story arcs that go on in the in a, sort of in the background behind right. each episode that that make it so Tied much all together. Yeah, that make it that much better. So interesting. But that's it for me too. So cool. All right. Um, I guess that's the toolbox. That is the toolbox. So um, let's not even take a real break. Let's uh, just pause, throw in a little music, and then uh, come in and we'll call uh, Carrie Ann and Alex. Sounds good. Excellent. Such a lovely place, such a lovely place. Welcome to the Hotel California. Such a lovely place, such a lovely place. All right, so uh, that was a wonderful toolbox segment. Yes. So let's get uh, Carrie Ann and Alex on the phone. Hold on a second. Hello, hey you're live on the air. Awesome. You guys can hear us okay? Yes. Excellent, excellent. Well, for anyone who doesn't know and wasn't paying attention three seconds ago when I said who I was calling, this is uh, Carrie Ann and Alex Gonzalez, who the couple running the, the Adepticon Warhammer Fantasy uh, Championships and how you use it and... All sorts of stuff this weekend. So, guys, thank you for running yes. a fantastic... Much appreciated. Good job, guys. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. So, um, well, you know... Uh, well, so let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You jump. Now, I was... that, now that Adepticon is, is over, how did you guys kind of um, wind down and relax? <laughs> um, actually, after we tore everything down, uh, gave away a bunch of stuff... And everything like that, we went... Played poker. Well, I was getting there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love having them on. This is comedy gold. Yes, it is. Um, Anyway, we had dinner at the hotel with uh, Ben Curry, Gareth, and Mark, Hmm. um, and Brandon Palmer... And Dustin Birkenkamp. Dustin was there. And uh, Joe Flesh. We all had dinner together and just talked. Then we played poker at the Adepticon uh, poker event. I hear there were quite a few people at that. Well, yeah, there was um, a lot of people who were traveling out Monday, right? Wasn't the D6G guys in that there, too? Yeah, it was most of the vendors. Um, um, the guys from Maryland were there. Yeah, uh, the Inner Circle Gaming Club. Um, we actually got... Ben, Gareth, and Mark to all play, which I was really surprised at. But so um, was it like uh, Texas Hold'em uh, tournament style? Yeah, it was Texas uh, Hold'em. Nice. Yeah, nice. That is fun. Did you guys yep. win or? Oh God! I lasted longer than Alex. Ooh, nice. <laughs> that was about the biggest accomplishment. Alex, I don't that. imagine you have uh, uh, that good of a poker face, knowing you as I do. No, no, I actually took down quite a sizable pot, and everyone at the table looked at me, and it's like, how did the fantasy guy win uh. one? <laughs> it's like, that's great, guys. Love you, too. Nicely done. I'm going to steal Chris's first one, which was how he's pointed out that uh, you guys 
after last year, you guys, I know you weren't happy with how how quickly the scores and everything went up, but seriously, within like 15 minutes, everything was up after every round. Um, how'd you guys? Would you? How'd you guys manage to get it turned around so fast? And uh, you know, what'd you guys do to get this going? Tipsford is a genius. Pardon Scott, me, Scott Tipsford. Scott Tipsford is a genius, and the, when. For team tournament, he just he told every all the staff at the beginning of the day that no one was allowed to talk to me. <laughs> oh. It worked really well. <laughs> so so you, after, you were the scoring engine. The end, okay. Towards the end of each round, I would get a line of guys in front of me, and you had to turn their your score sheets into them, and that way I could put everything in. They were the ones checking them. They were the ones yes. doing all that and calling people back because they did stuff wrong. And it was like a little batch of bouncers because they were all standing there with their arms folded in front of the table like you will not get to right now. All very serious. And it worked really well because previously what would happen is I would start putting stuff in, then it would have to stop because people would come and turn stuff in, and then I'd start again and stop and start and stop and start, and it would just take so much longer. So the bouncers were awesome. The bouncers. <laughs> yeah, you need those filters. I mean, scoring for for bits, you yeah. certainly need extra sets of eyes to make sure everything is, is right, filled right. out correctly, etc. So I, sure. I certainly hear you. Yeah, you guys do the same thing. You talk over there. Steve's like, "Don't talk to me." I'm typing. You're like, "Here, I'll take that. Leave Steve alone." So yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's. But you guys did a, a bang up job. Yeah, you the really scores did. went up so quickly. So yeah, I was really, I was really impressed how quickly everything was going through. Any major hiccups this year? Um, Everything go according to plan? Did you We're not to, asking like, you to air dirty laundry. If you don't want to talk no, no, about no, it, don't. Like, but if from any, the logistics point of view, because it's such a big tournament uh, and so many days, you know, what were your biggest challenges and how did you overcome? Or was it easy? Was it a cakewalk? Oh, it's never a cakewalk. Oh. It did. I, at least I felt like it was a lot easier than in previous years because we did change it to a four-day mm-hmm. weekend from three days. So the championship were... It was two days long for the team tournament. We were done a lot earlier than previously because we used to try to squeeze it in on Sunday. Yeah. Really, our only late night was Thursday. Thursday night, and that was the first day, so it's not like you're exhausted or anything like that already. So uh, For the championships, how many people did you guys helping out? Not including you guys, how many people did you have on staff? The two of us... Joe Giroux helped us all weekend. Joe Giroux. Yep. Joe Flesh. Joe Flesh. Caius. Domus. Greg Kathy. Dupuis. Um no Greg, no, Greg was playing. Greg helped oh, with the team okay. tournament. And Aaron, a couple... I can't remember Aaron's last name. Uh, Zenite. Aaron Schmidt. Oh, Aaron Schmidt, yeah. Aaron Schmidt, yeah. Um, I can never remember his last name. But... Oh, um... Egon was helping you guys the second the day. The people who lived down yeah, the street Egon... from us that I can't remember their names now. The Wangers. The Wangers were the helping. The Wangers, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you so guys had too. a bunch of people helping out. That's good. End of the day, it wasn't enough because we certainly could always use more help. Sure. Um, especially as we continue to grow and everything like that. Well, so. it wasn't all of them on both days either. Like a yeah. couple of people we only had for Sunday or only for a couple hours on one day. So it sounds like a lot of people, but realistically, we didn't have that many people all at once. It seemed, from from my end, from the guy playing, it seemed to run like clockwork. It really did. It's one of those things where if you don't notice it, that's a good thing. Logistically, the only thing I wish we could have done was score painting in between rounds, but that just becomes a nightmare with how few judges that I had to do painting. And granted, I had three going. 
But yeah, but you, with that many players, it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's 156. Yeah. Now, granted, I'm pretty sure that those are probably the most accurate paint scores that we could give for people. But, you know, just to give people the opportunity to display everything mm-hmm. the way that they wanted to. Um, so that's big logistic nightmare. The only other thing was uh, Thursday night we did the 1Ks in the uh, main ballroom because we didn't have the junior available on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So then after we ran everything on Thursday, we had to tear it all down and put it back up in the junior. Ooh. Oh, nice. So Yeah, that's work. I was uh, talking to Domus, and maybe you guys covered this when he was on. Uh, Might have. He had mentioned that he, for paint judging, he had a control group. Yeah. Um, Can you talk a little had, bit about that? Yeah, it was something that he had come up with because um, he had talked to me earlier and he said, look, I want to take paint judging completely away from you. You have way too much other stuff to do. So let me do this. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> no so, argument there. Yeah, absolutely. So what he did was he took some examples from each tier of painting, whether it's uh, Brandon Palmer, Jim Wapple level, all the way down through the ranks, mm-hmm. and just took a couple out of each and had the judges go and do those to see if their scores were consistent. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And if yeah. there were any like wide variances in scores, would he bring the judges over and ask them? Yeah, okay. just to clarify and make sure that everyone was on the same page going into the actual judging. Excellent. That's a good idea. So, well, I thought the judging was done very well this year, the paint judging. I was I have no complaints, so I neither do I. So Wow, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think these scenarios went over? Um I can tell you people didn't like the trader because that's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes Magic Flux, I think, is the uh, general consensus. Nobody liked it in 6th edition. Nobody mm-hmm. liked it in 7th edition. People continue to not like it in 8th edition. Oh, was that where you rolled your dice and for all the 6s your opponent got an extra one? Yeah. With yeah. The, with My opponent magic. rolled 1-6 the whole game. I rolled 3 every freaking turn. So let me, oh, let me, was I pissed. Let me <laughs> clarify. On that scenario... When you roll Winds of Magic, you roll your dice. Yep. However many dice you roll, you roll that many dice again. And for each six that you get, do you you lose that die and your opponent gains a die? Is no. that how it works? Is that right, Alex? That was right. Oh, that's we did it wrong then. That's not how I read it at all. I thought you rolled it, and then for every six, your opponent just gets an additional die up to their 12. So I didn't lose anything. He just got three extra. No, you were yeah. supposed to lose. I was supposed, supposed to, to give. Lose. Oh, screw yeah. that noise! I was already giving him nah, three turns. You're a turn. disqualified. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, what the hell? It was confusing. No, I know, but that's the thing. I'm, it's I'm, like, I'm, the... I'm yelling at Alex. It's Alex's fault that I played it wrong. You <laughs> yeah. and your damn magic buffing scenarios. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's just, no, no, it was a scenario that because my whole thing was. I wanted to go back to a more relaxed setting, which we did a lot with the schedule, and then to do the classic GT scenarios, and then a few of my own, Um, Mm -hmm. like Magic Flux, uh, Treasure Hunt, uh, The Traitor, Mm -hmm. and then my two at the ends on uh, the Blood and Glory and uh, the Watchtower box scenario. 
So okay. I yes. wanted to try to do something a little more laid back, a little more relaxed, and you know, just have a good time. Yep. And I think for the most part I achieved that, but again, people still continue to not like Magic Flux or Trader. So. Were those the two biggest, uh, I don't know, points of feedback that you got in terms of scenarios? Yeah, because I know that there are some people, in particular uh, Tomb Kings players, that looked at me and said, you really want to screw us that much more? <laughs> um, especially when it came to Magic Flux. Um, but you know what? I wanted to go back to those good old indie, mm. those good old GT days. And, well, what the know, hell? I, it was a good try. I mean, I don't think the scenarios, it, either of them was particularly bad. I think they were just a little complicated, and every once in a while they could swing things. Yeah. Like I was talking, and you'll hear it later in the show, I was talking with Mark when, when you, we were talking with the Bad Dice guys, and uh, I handed Dale Bartz my zombie, and he handed me his Noblar. Well, his zombie, he didn't put him right at the 12-inch mark. He was a little bit back. Well, since they can't march at four inches uh, a movement, he it. could not. He couldn't. It was impossible for him to get into my deployment zone with it. So he was just out those. Uh, the, automatically, he wasn't going to get those points. So I could see there's little things like that that could use a tweak. But all in all, I, I thought they were fun. At least they were something different. You know, the only thing that um, and not knowing all the criticism and, and feedback that you got with regards to scenarios, the the last one that. Uh, I think it was the Watchtower one that could end starting turn four if you rolled a ten. Right. Yeah, the box. Yeah, that one. That I. I mean, I wasn't in this position, but if he, if I was at a like uh, a high table where every last point mattered and that game ended prematurely, it almost. Um, you know what I mean? It, it kind of affects your game and the outcome when you're when you're scrounging for every last point. I wonder if anyone ever if if anyone gave you feedback in terms of that scenario. No. Well, yeah, I'm thinking if you know the game could end on turn four, you better get your points by turn four. That's all it is. Well, sure, you, you want to, you can't but can you? Me. Well, hey, a good general can. I couldn't. I, I, I suck. But, well, but the thing is, if it's a test of skills, general versus general, there's this outside factor that's gonna that could end the game before that test is fully resolved. That's well, all. That's all. Right. Saying. Right. But you know that going in, you know the clock's ticking, so you go in with the assumption you got a four turn game. True, but and especially for a VC turns. for a VC army where you gain your points later in the game. Yeah, dude, it was rough. I'm not yeah, saying it yeah. wasn't. I I was I was clamor. I was scrabbling to get in there and get right, some points right. in. But uh, it, it, that's what I didn't mind about it was it it totally. It's like I had to come at the game and yeah, it's, it, it's wartime conditions. You yeah, exactly. It's that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. So all in all, I like the scenarios. I do. I was sad there couldn't maybe, be a secret agent man there. Maybe say, yeah, I was just going to say, we'll get that. Secret <laughs> I'm not building a zombie. Shut up, everybody. <laughs> anyway, hey. So in terms of uh, the lists that you saw, Alex, what, did you see a lot of broken stuff? Anything surprising um, about what you expected? Nothing surprises me, army list composition, anymore. Um, because you see everybody taking everything mm-hmm. and... I mean, I don't know, like, because the list that really surprised me was Mark Wildman's uh, Tomb Kings, hmm. um, and I even told him after when we were talking, it's like, just so you know, I'm probably going to steal that army list. What was in his list? Um, he had Archon, a Light Coven 
of liches. Mm-hmm. So I think he was rocking his strength seven banishment. Okay. And then a lot of stall and delay type stuff. And I looked at it, you know, in detail afterwards. And it's like, you know what? He's got something going here. So Units of uh, counter-hitting chariots. Did he have the uh, the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah, he had a casket. Yeah. Double catapult. Um, Titan. A bunch of stuff that... Um, you know, it's pretty typical, but used differently. And I think right. the big thing is he turned it into an offensive game by doing the big banishment and then taking uh, the death magic with Archon. So, yeah, I think that's a, a good build. Suddenly, defensive army into something that you could play offensively at the range game. Yeah, it's applying pressure early on, forcing the opponent to move towards you. Right, and that plays right into their strengths. Yeah. So. That one really struck me, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, there was nothing that really was like, oh, shock and awe. I think the only weird thing was just how many different things weren't there. Like, there was only two Wood Elves. I would have thought there had been more. Really? I, I, that number really doesn't surprise me. The book is so dated. And with the, the hordes and, and big units, it's hard to you know, well, strip I mean, off points. Plus, when over half the people are taking the warriors and the demons. You know, well, that is actually one thing that I was surprised on. There were way less warriors than I was expecting. Yeah, there were. I mean, I think, it was mostly ogres and dark elves, but we all kind of knew those two were going to be yeah, right. Those are, those are tournament regulars. But warriors, oh, I think ogres. the actual number of warriors was like 20? 18. Oh, that's it? Yeah, out of oh, 150 something. I, I heard know. it was going to be like 50, so 18. Oh. I heard a 33%, a 35%. Yeah, I think the two that we had the most of were ogres and dark elves. How about demons? Did they have a strong showing? Uh, they did, and I think almost all of them had double skill cannons. So. Oh, yeah, of course. Anything else that popped up that was that's worthy of mentioning from the, from the run-in-it side of things? From the other side? Well, I mean, going through the whole process, there were a lot of things that we want to change for next year scoring wise most of it's been mentioned on other forums and at exhausting and irritating detail sure. <laughs> well if people want to read up on that they can find those those forum threads the, the, but, you know uh, no you don't want to read up on it i spent about no. 25 minutes going through that thread well, that Bruins started to discuss it here is what i'm saying but uh, it, it, you mentioned scoring changes what what sorts of uh, changes do you have in mind or is, uh, it, is it too early to say no, no, it's it's not too early to say. Um, if you listen to Ben's Bad Dice Daily with his uh, Adepticon feedback, mm-hmm. a lot of what Carrie and I were talking about on the way home from Adepticon is what he was talking about. So what we need to do for next year is have the best sports voting have not such a big impact in games. In the last couple of years, we've always had a logjam at the top of the best sports charts, one, because the quality of our players is so fantastic, despite other things. But um, <laughs> we wanted to break it up. And I mean, I think last year we had to go to a third tiebreaker to figure out who won best uh, sports. We don't even have a third tiebreaker listed. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember calculating it, and all of a sudden I had to run and grab Alex and be like, Alex, what do I do? I've already okay. gone through second tiebreakers, and we still got a tie. Yeah, I was surprised. I remember when I talked to you, Alex, after the tournament, and I was like, well, how did how did the sports points break down? And you said it was, you can get up to eight points from a, from the opponents just on the general rankings, and then if you were voted a best sports, you got seven, and if yeah. you got second best, you got five. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, that's. I guess I guess you know that was more than I expected it to be. Seven yeah. and five. In fact, when I initially figured it out in my head, I figured it would be like five and three or four and two. Well, you know, maybe you could keep the same system in place, but the the sportsmanship scores as a percentage, uh, you could reduce that. Yeah, that's. I want to keep the same system, but reduce the points values on the sports right. voting. So yeah. it's not so influential in scores. Um, not to say that 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 weighting sportsmanship scores is, is a bad thing because then you're sending the message to your player base that says, hey, being a good sport matters. You know what? That was what we had done wrong. I think that was our biggest error in the scoring, and we're going to fix that. So Cool. Like I, said, I mean, I don't, want, I don't mean to put you on the spot or anything. I guess I'm trying no, to say No, 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 no. This is the opportunity that I wanted was like, you know what? We know we screwed up on a couple things, and we're going to fix them. The feedback's been heard, and we do appreciate feedback as long as it's constructive. And, you know, all the stuff that people have been talking to me is like, yeah, that's, you're right. We did overdo it. We need to adjust it so so it's not so influential. And But at least you're trying something. I'll give you credit for that. You're trying something where some people just, if it's hard, I mean, I know for years you've been sort of playing, adjusted here, adjusted a little there, trying to get that mix, that recipe almost of points just right, the percentage-wise. And, um, you know, you can't please everybody, but at least you're trying it, not just chucking it out the window saying, well, it's difficult, so screw it. Yeah, there's no point in saying, you know, it's difficult, so screw it. But, um... It is what it is, and I'm not gonna keep. I'm not just gonna keep it the same because it's what I have. I want this to be the biggest and the best tournament that I can possibly make it. And if it's not there yet, then I have to keep working to fix it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Speaking from the, the blood and the sun perspective, a tournament is a, a a living work in progress. So you're always it, making improvements to it, and, and right. And I mean. I don't know, this is my third year in charge of Adepticon, and, you know, it takes time. And oh, yeah. It, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a thankless job, but it's it's definitely a labor of love. That's pretty thankless, it's too. a labor of love. Sometimes it is very thankless, but the thing is, all the guys that say, good job, really appreciated it, this is what I like, this is what I took away from it, and this was such an awesome time. You don't, that's the best part. That's the best part, and you don't hear it on the boards. Because I think it's just human nature, because it's a lot easier to point out the negatives with sure, something right. than it is to point out the positives. Yep. Realistically, we had 156 players, which is 20 more than we did last year. Mm-hmm. We sold out in six hours. What? Amazing. Yeah, that yeah. was ridiculous. Just to have all that come together, and then for the vast, overwhelming majority of players to say... You had probably one of the best run tournaments I've ever been to, and, and I, I think, I'm not going to let a couple bad things or things that didn't go absolutely right diminish that because you can't let that do that. But that speaks volumes to how good of a tournament you're running, where over the course of just a few years, it goes from not really selling out you know, until the, the very end to... People who were there, who've been going every year, were on a waiting list, you know, yeah. be, because they were like, "Ah, screw it! I'll, I, you know, I'll just do it when I get home from work." I know Ed Carpenter said, uh, "You know, he went on there and looked in, and it was going to be, he was about, he's like, I'm just going to go to work, and when I get home from work, I'll look." And he got home, and he goes, "It was sold out, mm, all gone." It was like, "What?" Yeah. 
and that's I, that's so many people want to come and be a part of what's going on there, and it's it's such a great time. It really is. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it ran as smooth as it possibly could. It got to the point that Carrie and I could actually leave the hall for like half an hour, 45 minutes to go actually like see things at Adepticon besides the fantasy room. Um, (laughs) Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love our room. I really do. The guys in that room are fantastic. And but there's so much there to see and do. There is a lot, and that's why we did the schedule changes, yeah. just so people could go and see other things. And we I, got I loved to- it. Oh, and yeah. the layout this year, dude. The layout this year was so much better. I know. I don't know who runs the thing. I know you do, but the the my biggest complaint the last couple of years was the cellar corner. Was, in the main room was lame. Just that little one tiny area in the in the in the forty k room. Now where the where they had last year where they had the Flames of War whole tournament on was a whole cellar's room and it felt like a cellar's room. It felt bi- I was obviously true bigger. Room. There were more vendors. So let me ask you guys. Uh, speaking of the vendor room, did you guys pick up anything cool? Um. Well, obviously Carrie didn't. Um. But oh, she got you, Alex. That's the coolest that's thing the cool of all. She needs. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're oh, the set for life. thing ever, babe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, no, I mean, I didn't pick up anything uh, non-GW. I didn't see a lot that was really piquing interest. Um, we did swing by the Forge World booth. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up the Tomerkin guy on a rap beast, uh, Kazik or whatever his name is. Oh, cool. Kazik one, yeah, okay. The Tainted Guy or whatever his name is. Um, and I also picked up the event-only Warrior Priest. That's what I forgot to buy. Damn it! Booyah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a four-year-old uh, event-only warrior priest. Um, and the guy was barefoot. Like, literally, he had bare feet. Like, he was part bear. I saw that they had them. I didn't, I didn't pick, not being an Empire player, I didn't pick one up. I, I like to get the, the exclusives because they do look pretty cool. Sure. Now you- yeah, and to be fair, it's not going to be sold to the general public. And right. it was a pretty kicking model. Um not sure if I'll ever use him, but well, if you hang on to it, I'm sure that its its value is is high right now. Uh, yeah. We'll well, it's a limited uh, edition. <laughs> oh, I know, limited edition, and then we're gonna come out with a whole box of edge paints. But mm. um, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> paints are one thing, but the, a cool model, I'm sure it's well sculpted. Cool model is one that's, is that's a completely other, other thing. Exactly. Um, and then I picked up. Uh, three Black Library books that aren't due for release for a while. Huh. The book is called A Path to Victory or something like that. That's part of the series it's from. It's like choose your own adventure, but you have to roll dice to fight out things in oh, the that book. That sounds cool. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it's almost like an RPG in a book. I'm going to have to get that one. Yeah, I mean, it's really weird because when I first opened it, it's like, Okay, this is not your normal book. Here's your character sheets. Here are your rules. Here are your weapons. Get a couple D6s and go to town. It's mm. like, oh, crap. I can't read this while I'm getting ready to go to bed. Um, <laughs> that sounds like so, fun, actually. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played it through yet, like, properly. I've just been going as a choose-your-own-adventure, and I happen to win every fight. Um, <laughs> but I want to do it right, and... It's pretty cool because, like, from the beginning, you get to pick whether you're a Von Karstein vampire, a Lamian, or a 
Blood Dragon. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of go through a little bit of everything. I, like cool. I, I hope they do that with other uh, races. Yeah. As it's long as it's great. not an elf. My no, God. it's got to be an elf. Well, no, we'll, talk, we'll talk about them in a second. It's a dwarf. Drink some yeah, ale no, or no. drink See, some ale. See, the dwarves would be fun because there's so much you can do down in the tunnels, and high elves don't do anything except brush their hair. Well, they fly um, around. They ride flaming birds or frozen birds, whatever you like. But the point is... <laughs> <laughs> but also getting to see what else was there. Uh, Deep Wars, they had a little demo out in front of us. The War Machine Room, the Malifaux area. And even getting to even glance around in the 40K room, which, granted, you know, I, don't, I play 40K, but it's not something that's, like, my primary motivation for gaming. But it was just nice to be able to go in there and just take it in as... An experience, and when we were in there, it was the team tournament, so of course it's crowded, sure, kind of noisy, little smelly, but big, big displays. Yeah, the displays are pretty was, cool, though. I mean, yeah, a lot of them are really awesome, and that was the big thing that you take away from it. Well, so what's any big plans for next year that you're already working on that you want to tell us about, or is that going to save until until the uh, until the tickets go on sale, and then you pop back on and. Well, um, we're going to adjust the scoring situation, obviously. Um, You'll see the box come back, and that's going to be a staple probably for the rest of the time that I run Adepticon. Um, And then some of us hold up our end of the bargain, and we will see the secret agent man. Um, oh, there was no bargain. Wow. There was oh, no bargain. Sure bargain. There, there was a bargain. I <sighs> no, that. I was told that if I painted a thousand zombies or Noblars, there would be a secret agent. I said I'm not painting them. Now, if you decide to bring the secret agent in, <laughs> I, of course I thought about it. I think about a lot of things, though. I have hundreds of horrible ideas every day. I don't do them. Okay, the point is we're going to do secret agent next year. If you've never played the secret agent... um. You know, we're sitting here like doing this, and Secret Agent's going to come up, and so we're going to play, and they'll be like, okay, well, that was okay, but what the hell is White Tech losing his mind over? <laughs> we're like going to overhype it to people. I'm gonna, I'll have to downplay it. Oh, Secret Agent? Okay, that's yeah, cool. That's, 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 cool. That's, that's cool. It's just something stupid, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, it was my favorite of all your scenarios that you did that I, at the different tournaments I played. Yeah, so we'll see that uh, come back. That's pretty much all I got for right now. Okay. Nice. Well, um, okay. Well, listen. Before we let you go, then uh, I know your next tournament coming up is the Screw City GT, right? Yep, Screw City. You what, got uh, any so info? you guys have a date set for that? Yeah, I was actually gonna let the cat out of the bag tonight. Um, let the saber. Pay attention, it. folks. Pay attention. Garage ga- Garage Gamer. Garage Hammer exclusive. Garage Hammer exclusive. Garage Hammer exclusive. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. What the hell was that? <laughs> We were, it was that a was news our flash. That's our uh, garage news. hammer. It's our impromptu garage hammer exclusive tidbit uh, intro track. You yeah. should feel special. You Alex. get your own music. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Just <laughs> hold on, I what? gotta get. This. I can only imagine the look on your face, Chris. Okay, folks, here we are with the exclusive first look. First information from Alex and Karen Gonzalez about Screw City GT. So, Alex, feel free, take it away. 
Okay. Um, so, the official announcement, uh, Screw City 2013 is happening this year. Um, it's going to be October 19th and 20th at the Clock Tower Resort in Rockford, Illinois. Same place we had it last year. Um, great venue. Great venue. Uh, we're still going to be in the Howard Center, which is the basement. Um, but that's okay. Yeah, uh, it works. It's a it's yeah. plenty of space and centrally located. Yeah, so we're going to do that again this year. Um, we're doing dinner again this year, right? Awesome. That's the best part. Okay. Yeah, we're going to definitely do a dinner again, whether or not it's at the Machine Shed or another restaurant. We'll see. But that is the plan going forward. It's going to be five rounds, 3,000 points, no grand army. Um, Special characters? Of course. Nice. Um and then the theme for this year is I Need a Hero. Oh. Yeah. Um, so what essentially that's going to be is that you get your 3,000-point army, and then you get a hero-level character in addition um, who can only take mundane equipment and doesn't count towards points totals or anything like that. Um, and then that is going to be your guy to do stuff with throughout the weekend. Extra objective points and whatnot, that sort of thing? Yeah, he's going to be your primary objective getter, is this guy. And with the theme of I Need a Hero, I want players to be as creative as they would like with regards to making this hero model look appropriately thematic. Um, Whether it be anything from Conan to... James Bond, or... Oh, so people can go really crazy. Yeah, I want this to be, you know, cool, fun, themey contest. We'll do an award and everything for who's got the most creative or whatever the case may be. Um, We'll have full rules posted on the website. Uh, What's that that website address? Um, I'll have to get it to you guys because I don't remember because it's long and complicated. Gotcha. Um, Okay. But, how many people are you? Uh, do you have space for? Uh, fifty, I believe. Okay. I think it was sixty last year. Was it sixty last year? I think it was sixty. Okay, sixty. And do you have a dollar amount, a tournament entry fee nailed down yet, or is um, that to come? It's probably gonna be forty to fifty dollars, depending. Mm-hmm. Um, just need to work out the logistics of it again. Um, we'll do the charity raffle like we did last year, uh, similar to what Wapaka does every year mm-hmm. with buying tickets and giving stuff away. Nice. Um, we'll do the beer mugs again. Well, not mugs, but the beer glasses again. Yeah. Um, well. So that's the information I have for you guys right now. Uh, 3,000 points in Rockford, fully painted, uh, special characters. It's designed to be a fun tournament, so please don't bring a D-bag list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at you, Chris. Me? What yeah. are you looking at me for? Alex, be nice to your friends. I, I, I bring fun lists. It's orcs and goblins. How D-bag could it get? <laughs> or, or high elves. I mean, we'll see on that one. But Yeah, but that's uh, kind of the big news, and all of the scenarios are based on hero movies, so mm. that's kind of your hint. So, very intriguing. Yeah, well, it's like I think the best tournament I ran period was uh, Core Comp 
what was that, 2011? Yeah. Horror show? Yes. And everything was themed around uh, horror movies or mm. everything like that, where we had uh, the Evil Dead scenario and everything like that. And I think that was probably one of the best tournaments that I ran. And I don't know, I'm really inspired by movies. So that's what we're going to do. Sounds like fun. Would you, Alex, would you say Screw City GT is a kid-friendly venue? Um, There's a water park in the hotel. Oh, yeah, that well, too. I mean, for for the younger tournament players that might want to join, is it um, something for them, too, for the younger players? If they want to come and give it a shot, I mean, granted, you know, it's not going to be a completely dry venue. We'll have a bar in the hall again mm-hmm. like we did last year, but... I don't think it would be anything too obnoxious. Um, obviously, all, the, the, all the players are pretty stand-up guys, so I think uh, younger players would be fine. Yeah, for the most part. And we're not doing anything uh, like a hangover award or anything like that. So, <laughs> um, No, if the younger crew wants to come out and roll dice, I'm not going to really turn people away. It's just got to be fully painted. Can I do a shout-out real quick? I hate to do it, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Dude, please feel free. I just want to throw a shout-out to Ben Curry, Mark Wildman, and uh, Gareth Dix. To be perfectly honest with you, I didn't really listen to the Bad Dice podcast prior to Adepticon, and I've listened to every Bad Dice Daily that he they have done since. Wow. And it's a lot different for me to do podcasts because I don't know the guys or anything like that. But as soon as I know the guys and, you know, it's actually something interesting, then I'm definitely going to listen to it. And those guys are just fantastic. And I really hope they come again next year. So yeah, I do too. Very, well, very They cool said guys. they want to, that very was nice really guys. great. They, I know they said when they were on our show that they wanted to come next year. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Dan might come next year too. Oh, cool. That'd well, be that'd awesome. Be One thing. I just want to throw this out there. Dave Whitech, my Adepticon hero. What? Coming in 37. Nice. Yeah. That was me. That was you. you did, that was oh. a great showing by you. Dude, I was amazed. Because I looked at, 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 I guess the tiebreaker for total points uh, initially was uh, battle points. Because if you went for total points, I was tied for 34th because there was four oh, of us wow. at, at, at that point level. But uh, for at least as total points. But I was just, dude, I had no idea I was it's doing that complete well. Package. Competitive no player, idea. paint, sports. Got some you. good point scores. Got some good. Uh, got I got trifecta. I did. I got I got a couple of a couple of uh, you know best opponent vote yeah. uh, votes, and uh, I got some decent scores on the games. I, I strong paint. <laughs> I just nice. I don't know what happened. This year was a complete turnaround. <laughs> Maybe I just need to tease you at the beginning of every tournament, and it'll push you to do better. You Maybe go. that's it. Yeah. And then two Moving days on. later, they go and take away my they take away my crumble rule. So GW is trying to slow down the the juggernaut that is trying to slow your roll. My huh? VC, yeah, they're like, oh, white tech's getting too good. We gotta stop him. Gotta slow yeah. him down. That would probably be the case. Yeah. <laughs> It's always the man holding you down. That's huh? somebody's trying to. Oh God! Well, thank you so much, Alex and Carrie Ann, for coming on. Thank you for your kind words too. Absolutely. I do appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, guys. We will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, sounds guys. good. And we'll be right back, folks.
Is your name a killing word? Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Heroclix. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the jerk store and be one of the gaming elite. And visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only winning move is not to play. Right, you tools, we's back again, and uh, we're going to go into the recorded, the pre-recorded, I should say, the whole show is recorded, what the hell. Live from Adepticon. Yeah, right? live from Adepticon stuff. Yep. Um, this first segment is a little bit short. It's, um, it, you weren't there yet. You were, I think, grabbing dinner, and I was kind of setting up and getting things together. Lizardman Jeff was on, Meal, and Andrea Schwant. Uh, I call this segment Rellion's Filth. Very good. We can't go an episode without <laughs> mentioning that, Rellian's That's filth. half of the discussion is how we don't go an episode without mentioning it. So we're going to call that one Rellian's Filth. We hope you enjoy this little bit. And um, then um, we'll, there will be a break. And when we come back from that, a couple of rather actually nice juicy segments with uh, the juicy. Bad Dice Guys. Ooh, I like Ooh, the juice. Yeah. Okay. Juicy segments with the Bad Dice Guys. Okay, and we are back again, folks. And um, I am here with none other than the famous Lizardman Jeff from the Circle City Circuit. You're too kind, sir. Yay. And that beautiful voice was the far too oft unheard Andrea <laughs> Schwant, the better half of the gaming filth. That's right. Now I've said oh, it four no. shows in a row. That is Rellion. I have my own filth reference now. You have filth too, yes. <laughs> but uh, when um, you know, I always I, he's, he mentioned how now it's like three or four shows in a row we've said his stuff is filth. So there, it it's is. In. And when I listen for it, I make a tally as to when in the time the time in the show it comes up <laughs> and how many times the running count. And I send him a message if I'm at work listening. That's great, Neil. Click your mic on. Okay. Okay, now you got to talk right into it and nice and loud. Okay. A little louder than that. Okay. There How about this? That's actually, Meal, that's perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and with Meal Vermeulen is here now, too. All right. And uh, we've all just finished day Bashing one. on Rallying? Day three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, okay. Uh, he does bring hard lists, but he plays them very well. That makes what his list so hard. That's, that's what thing. it is. He's a great player, and I love playing against him. So, yeah, that's... 
Yeah, he's no, he's fun to. He, I've played against him twice. I love playing against Brad. I think he's great, um, and he does. You could give me his list, and I would not win nearly as much as he, with it as he does because he plays really well. Mm-hmm. Well, if you make a mistake, he's going to punish you for it, and that's <laughs> you. You got to respect that. All right, so but it's so filth. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of this segment, Rellion's Filth. Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> it's still filth? I, oh, I okay. like it's the still it's still filth. Yes. yes. <laughs> the filth re- reference segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, hey, why don't everyone just uh, let me know uh, what you took today and how you did so far. Uh, yeah, ladies first. Yeah, ladies, ladies first. first. Excellent. Um, I brought the new Filthy Demons, complete with two skull cannons. Nice. Um, not, yeah. they, <laughs> They're not filthy unless you they, take the two Chelsea's. <laughs> exactly. Um, also trying out the new Plague Drones, which are fun. Um, although having bad luck with Winds of Magic overall. But in terms of the actual models and such, they're doing well. Yeah, I heard you had uh, quite the incident with your Winds of Magic. Oh, no, it was bad. <laughs> Rolled uh, two ones. So all my stuff took demonic instability tests. And rolled three sets of box cars, including oh. my great unclean one in round two. Wow. Gone. Ouch. <laughs> At that point, I was just, I had to sit there and laugh. I said, there's nothing I could have done. I can't be Why mad. don't my opponents ever do that for me? <laughs> <laughs> it's one yeah. way of getting it done. And hey, I had a draw today. It, no, I had a loss today. 100 points. Oh. Now, had I gone one more turn, I'd have got beat. I would have got beat. But damn, when I lo- when we edited it up, we added up like twice. I was like, "It's exactly a hundred points. You need one 100- I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, one point. It was eleven oh one. I gave up, and I scored ten oh one. So it was one of those days. Jeff, how was, how was your day? It's been going good. Uh, brought the lizards, of course. I uh, was trying to bring a softer lizardman lift. So I took a slon. Uh, no extra dice. Uh, no cupped hands. He just has the lore of metal. And uh, discard sixes on casters. Um, so he's been doing good. I also took a, an engine of the gods, and the the points difference between the slon and the engine is five points. It's three ninety for the slon and three eighty five for the engine. And I'm going to tell you straight up, uh, what they do in the game is, is not going to be comparable. So, <laughs> uh, but but that that Stegadon was an MVP in my first game. Uh, I played against uh, Skaven, and he got in on the general's unit with the BSB and, and cleared them up pretty quick. And um, then the second game, I took my face got something by some some vampires with two units of eight crypt ghouls, and I brought it around this last game. Um, played uh, Robert, and he was rolling uh, high elves, techless high elves, and oh, ouch, yeah. <laughs> well, you call me filth. <laughs> you know, everybody techless catches a bad rap, and no doubt he's a, he's a good special character. But uh, all you got to do is weather that storm for first couple turns, get a couple units into him, and you dr- start directing attacks. And, and he's tough too, weapon skill too. So he'll he'll go down pretty quick. But uh, it's been a good day for Problem me. Problem is getting to him. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, uh, there were only three units in this high elf army, just mm-hmm. two units of spearmen and the uh, uh, white lions. So he, he kept moving them forward. And I got a couple of really good salamanders just straight down the line. Oh, yeah. Cut the work. unit in half a couple of times. Made a, 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 a cheesy charge or a tricksy charge because I've got the plus one movement banner on my uh, temple guard, but I don't move mm-hmm. them five. I'll, I'll um, either move four or march eight, so I don't have to reveal it at first. And then I've got the extra D6 charge banner, wow. one use only. So I, I got a really long charge off on him just for putting tax into him and eventually got him down. So that's how you take care of Techless. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, other than that, um, just been having a really good time. Happy to, to finally be at a. Oh Depth my Con. god. I want some spam. Get out. It's <laughs> mine and Chris Hughes. Oh, Holy crap. God. Next time. Okay, I'm, wow. I'm keeping it to okay, that. Five. It's I want me some spam. Feast. Five. A dozen cans of all sorts of different spam. Jalapeno, hickory smoke. Oh, I want the hal- I get- want the jalapeno. Black pepper. <laughs> and look at this. Ten, like ten spam. No, a dozen spam meal bowls. Six each for me and Chris. To Those try come in pre-made meals? That's what they're they're starting these I've now. I've never seen that before. Oh, oh, and it's... Oh, I can't wait to try it. Spam and sausage jambalaya. That's mine, baby. Oh, I love spam. I don't I'm know sorry. about that. I'm sorry. That's okay. I have a little suspicion. Oh, Chris tried... Chris, you tried some know. of these meals, and that's when I finally... He got them, and I hey, didn't. Hey, I Dave, freaked out. What's in spam? <clears throat> it's ham and pork shoulder. Oh. There you I go. Did, Who cares? I did not realize that. <laughs> Who cares? Probably better off not knowing. <laughs> well, That's what I was ta- under the impression of. If you eat Taco Bell, really, there's not, mm, you know. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> okay, but I'm sorry. Back to it. So, uh, did you... Had you so? Where, how did you wind up for the day? Uh, I'm two and one at the end of the day. Uh, w- won my first, lost my second, won my third. So I'm I'm still in the the middle band right now, right where I want to be. So I'm hoping for some good easy games, uh, friend, yeah. friendly yeah, friendly as you games. Go up, as I'm you go sorry, up farther. It's e- just easy, easy going, games. easy going games. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, listen. Before we go to meal, tell everybody what's going on with the circuit. Uh, yeah, we've got the circuit going on. We've got the new dates set up. Uh, it's like, going to be going through August through November this year. So we're going to try to miss the uh, major holidays because uh, it's going to be early November or earlier November. We've got August 17th at the Northside Game Preserve, uh, September 21st at the Southside, October 19th at the North again, and November 16th at the South. So uh, those dates are still subject to change, but they're pretty much set right now. Anything could happen, but that, that's the schedule for right now. Um, so we're, we're raring to go for season four. We're really excited about it. That, dude, I'm I'm excited for. It. I love listening. I love hearing that. I mean, that's like it's things. It's I love reading the, the updates and stuff about it. I really do. Mm, excellent. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. And a tournament a month, and you and you get the overall tournament yeah, score. Yeah, I, I, I need to live closer to here. But <laughs> I know. I wouldn't I know. mind that. Although I don't know how my wife would feel about that. <laughs> It's a one day, once a month. Yes, and yeah, that's that mm-hmm. stops out of three score, uh, three out of four scores. Saturdays, yes, Saturdays, Saturdays. would work. See, <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a couple of turns. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And actually, uh, we we were thinking about starting this this new program called the Circuit Annex. Uh, so one of the things we've been thinking about doing is a lot of people want to run a tournament, but they don't really. Um, know how to go about starting to do it so we're, right. we're thinking about just providing a just provide players tournament setting so we're actually looking for a couple of play testers who who might be interested in, in running a, a circuit annex in another city uh, we would provide the spreadsheet that we use the tournament packets everything you would need you would just need to provide the players and um, so if anybody's interested in that you can send me an email at lizardman underscore jeff at yahoo.com and um yeah we're really looking forward to that and, and seeing if we can't get some sort of um, annex program started for the circuits. That is awesome. I am so excited for it. And you've got that bad-ass jersey. That yeah. Yeah. yeah, we I are loving that. these jerseys, man. They, they weren't cheap, but they were well worth it. Well <laughs> worth it. And I, I think you're going to see uh, uh, the top ten spots. The six out of ten are going to be wearing these jerseys. <laughs> nice. You know, I'm, I may be two in one right now, but there's always tomorrow. So. <laughs> So how about you, Meal? <laughs> I've been doing okay. For what I brought, I mean, I, I 
always take the chance to bring my little Forge World model and when I can. And Elspeth on the Carmine Dragon for the Empire fits into this uh, oh, into yeah. this format. So I bring her, but she's still, you know, she's a glorified Dragon Mage pretty much. And <laughs> she doesn't want to be in combat, but the Dragon does and <laughs> just doesn't work very well. But I've been dodging cannons. I mean, my first game, I walk up to my table, and the guy has Empire as well. And he has two cannons and two steam tanks. I'm like, okay, the dragon's not going to live. He's like, so this is table 48, right? So, no, this is 47. Oh, then I need to be at the... Oh, oh thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so my next... Uh, my, the player I have to play shows up, and he has Warriors of Chaos. And uh, played a good game. I got a little lucky with charging my steam tank into his uh, into his uh, demon prince and killed him on the char- on the impact hits oh nice so that that always helps big time uh, but other than that he, I think he underestimated how good Helberts are in combat and everybody all the warriors of chaos players just think like oh there's Helberts I can just kill those with chaos warriors and doesn't really work that well anymore. Empire is much more combat oriented now. Mm-hmm. So that when I got max points on, and then the second game, uh, I got in a hole pretty well, but then managed to again Warriors of Chaos, but managed to kill his big unit of warriors again. Uh, however, the steam tank in the Demon Prince didn't work that well this time, and after. 30 grind impact hits. He was still alive. Really? With no damage. With the the steam tank? Yeah, the steam tank. Strength right. 30 impact hits, over 30 on him, 9 per turn pretty much, and he just took one or two wounds every single time and just yielded it. And every time he yielded him back from his damage. So that was a big loss there. I got a uh, 7... I only got seven points out of that game. Seven more points than I got my second game. Well, you get to five, <laughs> so only two more oh, points yeah, yeah, than yeah. you. Probably. And my my last game's uh, a game I was supposed to play against David. Yep. And then the two guys in the table next to us had played each other already. So we just got swapped. straight. So we and I'd never gotten to, pl- gotten and Neil to play. And had just come up and been like, I really hope we get to play. And I looked at the sheet, and I'm like, you're kidding me. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, Mio! <laughs> and like, oh, Dave, don't go over there. You're getting switched. So I was like, oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, crap. But I had a really good game still. Uh, played demons this time. Filthy demons. Filthy I mean. demons. I mean, it had one really, one of those really nasty skull cannons. Mm-hmm. It just, it's the, so the segue much. The, of corn. Do you know, do you know, some people even take two of them. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. Just, anyway. Uh, Who would do that? Yeah. Dirty players. Not Relian, that's for sure. Yeah, no, not w- Relian. This one would. <laughs> it was the blood and glory scenario. Mm-hmm. and uh, How many fortitude did you have? I had six. And Andrea? I started with six as well. I had eight. Oh, nice. My opponent, however, had five. Ooh. And his that's a couple lucky shots away from an end game right well, there. Well, and I have a cannon and a steam tank, mm-hmm. so that's two cannons there. But he had that. Uh, he had a, a Lord of Change mm-hmm. as his greater demon. Nice. And I he had that, which was really smart and well done. He had a the gift that allows you to put up an uh, obstacle. 
Oh, the the blasted barrier. Yeah. So did that, did that multiply put that, across the board or anything? No, no. He put that oh. right in front of his demon prince right away on the first turn. So my cannon would hit the obstacle. So I shoot my cannon any uh, I shoot, shoot the steam tank at it anyway, and manage to get the bounce over the fence, hit the demon prince. Oh, uh, excellent! He made, he made it because yeah, the, the the fence catches the cannonball right if it right. hits it. Yep. But I got the hop right, exactly right. But he made his ward safe, so nothing happening there. Is that the only demon prince you fought today? No, that's the third one I fought. How have you been finding them? Because my friend Jace, uh, he he brought a demon prince, and the first game he cascaded himself, and the second game a unit of Scrocks took him out. No, the first one I killed with the impact hits from the steam tank. Oh, yeah, yeah, The second one just wouldn't die to the steam tank. Mm. And I came, yo! (laughs) (laughs) Dollar bills for you! And then the third, the third one. Well, he decided it would be a good idea to charge the demon prince into, into the Elspeth on the Carmine Dragon, mm-hmm. and immediately he slaps the wizard off the dragon because she has no save whatsoever. So I have the same problem with the engine. Dead. Uh, however, I go back. My dragon attacks his Lord of Change back. There's one wound to it. Yeah. Um. I use my breath weapon and do 13 more wounds to the Lord of Change. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's that. And that's the game, that. game is over because he broke. Oh, and that's one way <laughs> to okay, do it. Bill. <laughs> yeah, it's got, it's, got, it's got a really wicked uh, breath weapon. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. not good in outside of combat because it's just a little line. Uh-huh. So you can't use the whole teardrop template, but it's just a line. But anything under the line is an automatic wound, D3 wounds, no auto- armor save. Oi. There you but go. But if you use that in combat, it's 2D6, automatic wounds, no armor save, D3 wounds. Ooh. So it's, oh, it's like a cannonball if you if you use it as yes. a breath weapon, but yes. in combat it's 2D6. Yes. It's crazy. So I it's really right. If, if you get that into a unit of o, into a gut star, it pretty much just eliminates. The average is fourteen wounds. Jeez. But it's it's cheesy. But it's cheesy. But when you play against ogres, there's two iron blasters, and the dragon doesn't make it to any combat. Mm, well, there you go. That's the thing. <laughs> so I'm two and one, two. Uh, two and one. So that's. Good result with with a dragon. All right, so someone just hollered my name from over there. I'm sorry, that's why I looked. All right, listen, Andrea. Yes, I'm sir, sorry you didn't get to say too much. Andrea had that's some Andrea had some succinct uh, 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 battle reports. <laughs> quality, oh, not yeah. quantity. She was, she was a lot better than us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know you guys have good. Thanks for coming. Yes, on. When I you guys come back run. from dinner, if I'm, I'll still be here. I know Brad's going to want to jump on. Can I, can I have my wife back, please? Yeah, and outside we're of the improvements, she'll never know the difference. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a segment called, what are we keeping, what it's are we doing uh, this? Keeping Brad the filth? filth. This is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, I'm in the segment, not you. Yeah. <laughs> I introduced she, your wife as the other half too. of the filth player, so you get filth. All, All right, right, guys, listen, everyone, thanks for coming on. And Thank uh, you. I will be Thanks here later. Thank I'm you. Actually, I gotta go pick up the pizza. All right, I will. We'll, we'll be back later. All right. Later.
Brian Steele, creative director of Dark Age Games and editor-in-chief of Ravage Magazine U.S., wants the Garage Hammer fans to head on over to CoolMiniOrNots.com and find some of the best games and miniature artistry assets the industry has to offer. From professional painting DVDs, art supplies, and a variety of amazing miniatures, from an assortment of different companies, whether you're adding to your own army or starting up a new game like Dark Age, Cool Mini or Not has what you need. For all you gamers out there, Blood in the Sun 3, Enchanted Under the Sea, June 22nd to 23rd, 2013. A two-day Warhammer Fantasy Battle Tournament held just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Meet players from around the country, compete with armies of all types. Blood in the Sun 3, Enchantment Under the Sea. For information, go to bloodinthesun.com. Episode 71. On tonight's episode, the Fat Manling's too damn lazy to record a show after Adepticon, so he brings all the equipment and then has people talk, and he's going to throw that crap out and call it a show. So, ugh, yeah, I don't even know what to say. I don't know why the smart one doesn't show a little more influence over him. But anyway, shut it! I'm listening to me show! In fact, I think I can interact and say, welcome to Bad Dice, episode 495,000. You're <laughs> listening to Gareth Peter Diggs, Mark Wildman, and Ben Cowie. <laughs> we are here at Adepticon 2013, and we've all been drinking. Woohoo! Party on. <laughs> How are you doing, guys? Fantastic. We're Thanks good. for coming Thanks on, for coming. Gareth. Thanks for letting us on your show. No. <laughs> yes, thank you for coming on to our show. No, thank, thank you Absolutely. for inviting us. Do you know what? It's been a blast. Being in America, it is phenomenal. Not just the people, but the food portions. <laughs> Amazing. Fatty. As Ben Curry has <laughs> eaten a stuffed pizza. Enjoying that, enjoying Ben, are you? <laughs> Ben Curry has done amazing. I don't say this to his face, so I'm not going to look at him. Ben Curry has done amazing in terms of losing weight. And here, yeah, so he's have. putting it all back on because of this one pizza we're having. One slice <laughs> of pizza. Moment on the lips, Two. years on the hips. <laughs> I, uh, I, I understand that completely. <laughs> uh, it's Giordano's pizza, folks. It's stuffed pizza. And we got it the way Gareth requested. He wanted... Uh, well, um, he, first I, I, he wanted a sausage fest, and then I said, wait a, a minute. Meat and he feast. said, how about a meat feast? So we've got sausage, bacon, and pepperoni pizza going for these guys. Good stuff. Italian Good sausage. Good stuff indeed. <laughs> now, hang on, hang on. Have you said that because you shared a bed with him one night with Ben Curry? That was, that was great stuff. Mm, <laughs> great oh, is that, is that stuff. like another level? <laughs> another level? That's Ooh. a pop band in the UK. In the 90s. And then, okay, I'm showing my age now. You're so old. Is that like New Order? Uh, no, no, not that old. Not that old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shut up. I was listening to New Order in high New school. New Order was good <laughs> you stuff. Were, you giving it some shaping, some moves, New Order? Oh, yeah. So are both of you guys playing here at Adepticon? Uh, yeah, actually we are. we are. We are. You are as well. <laughs> I am indeed. How are you both doing? 
Go on, White Tech. Tell us how he's doing, man. Yo, White Tech. I'm a two and one. I'm, uh, I'm ecstatic. I'd never you do this. I'm uh, one and two. So you're just going to go down from here? Eh? Well, I'm going to try to pull it, to it, pull it together and bring it back up. Very now, good. Ca- can I ask a question? Because the way I play Warhammer is very different from the way Ben Curry and Mark plays Warhammer. Mm. I literally play it just for fun because I enjoy the interaction and the social side of things. Winning, losing, it doesn't matter to sure. me. Well, yeah, um, game. How, how, do, how do you see this? Uh, I have the same outlook. It's for fun. Cool. You know, my uh, outlook on life doesn't hinge upon whether I win or lose. If I have a good time and enjoy the, the time here, to me it's a, it's a victory. Winning is more fun, though. Oh yeah, Ben. Sure. And can we can you ask that question to Ben? Ben, when you when you go to a tournament and you lose, do you come with a bit of a sad on? Yeah, definitely. I only oh. go to win. <laughs> What's the point? Competition. At least you're honest about it, eh? You want to have fun? You can have fun in the bar afterwards. <laughs> mm. Wait, um, Gareth's second game, no third game. I, it was me and a couple of lads watching it. It was about eighteen lads, and, wasn't I, it? and I will say it was the funniest game of Warhammer I've ever seen. It's kind of like <laughs> Gareth, who's got honed vampire filth army, who kind of doesn't know what he's doing, and a guy who's got uh, warriors <laughs> chaos army, who kind of doesn't know what he's doing. So it's just basically a couple of people flapping at each other. It's a slap fight. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was the best game of Warhammer I've ever seen because it was just twos and throws left right and centre the game was going to end then it wasn't then it was right. it was brilliant I basically rolled a lot of dice and this guy that I'm calling my special conscience that sits on my shoulder I, I rolled with my little uh, Crypt Ghoul things 13 attacks on his big what were they it did, yeah yeah, Crypt Ghouls 13 wounds 13, no, 13 wounds. wounds against uh, Nurgle uh, Chaos Warriors Which, 7 died <laughs> wow <laughs> and, he, and he came up to me my little conscience and went do you know what you just did? Big smiling face. And I went, no. And he went, you did good. <laughs> <laughs> Wrecking some hobby there, huh? Absolutely. I still lost the game, but do you know what? It's fun. In America, it's uncomped. I like uncomped. It's good. I don't have to uh, you know, worry about the other rules other than the scenarios. But I was a little bit worried that, that the kind of game playing was going to be different than it is in our country. That because... I'm so used to comp that it was going to be different. I'm having a blast. Absolute blast. In terms of playing style and the culture, do you find it to be different? Is there any, th- any, any difference no. at all? A little closer mm. to the mic here. I'm sorry. I'm not finding it different in terms of comp playing styles. It's yeah. literally just down to the comp, which um, I, I said to some of the guys earlier, I've actually found a little bit more complex because a lot of the comp in our country follows South Coast GT or sure. ETC rules. And I kind of know some of those. You can't channel that amount of dice. You can't have this. You can't have that special character. So I'm now having to unthink the comp to think the comp, which is double the amount of thinking, which I don't like. Warhammer, I don't want to think about. <laughs> do, do you know what? Playing, playing in an uncompt environment, and again, in the UK we don't do it an awful lot, playing in the uncompt environment is... I don't know. Ben will agree with me here. That it, it doesn't seem to make any difference whatsoever. Really? Uh, no. No, in, in a sense of you don't need comp. I, I'm kind of pro no comp. Sure. Because Hell yeah, sister. We, we, we kind of play in a comp team, We play in a heavily comp environment. Even our even our lightly comp is quite it's still comp. Okay. Um, but I think I think the scenarios are massive impacts on the game. Which in the UK we don't really play scenarios at tournaments. It's just battle line. The, the scenarios here kind of self-regulate. Definitely. Things, it's right? a bit like I was I was going to bring my Skaven list. 
and the, the, the internet, the list in the UK, which is just kind of ruling the roost at the moment, the Skaven is like the Seer, uh, the Storm Banner, Three Units of Slaves, A-Bomb, Doomwheel, Cannon, you know, right. yeah, all the kit. It's got a fortitude of, what's one, two, three, four. You lose the Seer game over. And so I'm like, in this environment, I can't, can't take, I can't do that. No. And I don't need, and I don't need comp to tell me I can't take my filth. I, I, I don't want to take that mm. filth because I could just lose a game. That's, that's what we've been preaching for a long time is that if you play if you know you're going to have five battle lines yeah you're going to just you take play to that battle line yeah but if you know you're going to get that mix of different scenarios well you're going to have to have banners for this scenario you're going to have to have a, it forces you to balance diversify. at least you balance enough you know do you know do you know what really hurts hurts so much is that you bloody Americans are right and that's a really bitter oh, pill wow. to swallow <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no taxation or the representation <laughs> do you think though that because you were saying that you didn't know the scenarios beforehand how can you prepare a list if you don't know what the scenarios well, are going to be they have posted past scenarios on the website so you, that's you, kind of a good if you look reference. at the past scenarios you yeah. see generalities that repeat you know you're going to okay. get you know you're going to get a blood and glory they're going to keep you honest there you know you'll get a battle line you know you'll get some sort of wonky thing that 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 uh, Alex makes up okay they're not going to know this cuz they don't listen to the show Alex has this scenario called secret agent where you there's six little papers in front of you. Now, how, how, you remember how this works, right? Yeah, six different it's objectives. Be tomorrow, eh? There's six different. No, no he's not going to do, do it this week because there's six objectives on the table in front of you, and you and your opponent each pick an objective, and you're looking. That's your secret agent objective. Like that's something you get bonus points if you do that. They don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but he has them on every table, so you've got this. That's why he's not doing it now. Because he needs six times. It's too labor intensive. Yeah, there's six hundred little. Yeah, 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 bonus things. It's such a fun scenario. That started the whole thing where he said, "If I painted a thousand zombies or noblars, if I painted and had a thousand brought onto Adepticon, he would do that. He scenario. would do that scenario." <laughs> and I was just like, "I have two hundred ten. That's way too many more." That's mad. Eight hundred. <laughs> Only seven hundred ninety more. Stop! Don't. Can I ask a question? Did you guys understand the um, the second scenario? Because I got a little bit confused by it. This is when you swapped the characters. Uh, it was a little confusing, to be honest. So it wasn't just me. No, I had to read it like three or four times. Okay. Well, and that's the thing. It's like you give them their character, but they keep all their own stuff. So my opponent actually got screwed because he put him kind of a little bit back in the beginning. So so we should tell the listeners that that scenario is you swap one core model with your opponent. Out of the the unit. You treat it as a character in in that respect. And then it becomes a character, and you place it with characters, but it cannot go in a unit. It has to be by itself, but if it's within uh, any unit, it always gets it uh, look out. Right. Look how Sarah on a three-up. We put our, uh, what we took out of the unit into each other's units. Oh, see? We did and it then wrong. if you can get that unit into your enemy's deployment zone, you got three points. And if you could kill the one that you gave away, yeah. you got points. another two points. Um, it was a little complicated, but my opponent got screwed because... He started more than 24 inches from my battle line. Yeah, the same, because you, you played that, you were playing that. See, I gave my, my opponent a skeleton warrior. I gave him a zombie. He was like, well, like, he can march four. I'm like, well, no, he can't. He can you march eight. Like, no, can't do he it. cannot <laughs> march unless he's within 12 inches of, he's not of going anywhere. the vampire. The you, general. You, you, can so. only, you can only go 24 inches in the whole game. No, <laughs> my, my opponent gave me a dog, so I was like, 14 inches oh. down the side. Done. <laughs> Why did he give you a dog? Well, it's either that, that or, it was either that or a Nurgle Chaos Warrior. <laughs> No, no, no. So yeah, it was, I thought it was kind of a fun scenario, but it was it was confusing. Like I didn't know what was I, going on. I, I, but again, looking at scenarios, I think for, for Tomb Kings is great 
but for vampires it's good and they're already a good army yeah. I'm not sure if I'm sold on that scenario because I think there are too many variables I'm not sure I don't know if I'd want to see it again but I had fun playing it yeah 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 you know yeah. it's not yep. one of the yep. best scenarios I'd seen in fact that, that prompted the hey if you don't like the scenario please tell us no after the you know, tournament the third game we played today with the, the core unit vanguarding that messed up my game something awful yeah why yeah. Because he hoarded, uh, he had a horde of halberdiers that vanguarded right up oh on my, my gun line. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. That's a 12-inch move for free at the start of the game. But it was optional vanguard, wasn't it? You didn't have well, to vanguard he's going to take that option. Well, he's yeah, going to yeah, take yeah. the option, yeah. You see, I didn't. I did not take that option. Because you didn't know or because you chose not to? So you should have taken that option with your vampire lord. Because it, it, well, let me ask you. Is your vampire list a combat-oriented list? Yeah. Kind of, but only when my so I attack with my vampire lord. Sure. And I, you didn't have to go the full twelve. I, no, I didn't have to go. The, I, di- I didn't move it at all because I thought I want I want to get into combat, but I want it to be under my terms. Absolutely. Well, that's the dichotomy with the vampire lord. Yeah. You want to fight with him, but you don't want him to die. You Absolutely. You, you also don't want to leave your army behind. That's it. You go for twelve inches. You're away from the rest of your army. Absolutely. And so I. That's, that's the reason I, I didn't. That's why I didn't. And you know, almost thinking back on it, well, the thing is, it had to be a core unit, so I had to make it the ghouls, and I wasn't them running. I wasn't running them up by themselves. So I just stayed back right. and kept growing. I'm like, no, if I could have picked the Grave Guard, because they had fortitude, I'd have run them up a bit and gotten them into it. it it's, it's really... But that's why I think that's why it said core. But damn, a unit of, like you said, a unit of halberdiers or a unit of chaos warriors just running 12, 12 inches up in your face. Again, I think, I think that, that benefit... I'm not sure I'm sold on that as well, because there are some armies, like my army would... It's, I mean, I it's was incredible to you. Right? I was incredibly lucky. Mm. I guess who's the guy that writes the combat? Because he, he doesn't like the whole gun line thing, does he? And it, oh, it, Alex, it, yeah, yeah, he doesn't and like it, gun it, And it's anti gun line, <laughs> which I, so I, I can understand that. Uh, so against when I when I played against it, it would have just balls my whole game up. But right. I, I mean, I was incredibly lucky in that game. I I panicked the general, the BSB, and a unit of money is off the board. Nice turn one. So my opponent, oh. and that and that's why I don't like Blood and Glory because the the guy didn't have a turn. He literally. I, I shot a dog, killed the dog, panicked. He was on the board. Well, you know, a good example of that is last year at the top table final game at Adepticon. Well, I think two years ago. It yeah, was two a years blood, ago. blood and glory scenario. Mm-hmm. Demons with the blood letters of the general against an orc and goblin gun line. Yeah. Orcs, orcs and goblins won first, shot the blood letter right off, 42 done, game over. Not good. That is not good. But you have to prepare for that. It is. I have at least seven fortitude when I'm walking into this game yeah, for yeah, that reason. Man. Because I know. And does it does it make my list a little weaker? Do I have to take choices I might not have wanted to? Hell yes. I had to take an extra unit of, of zombies. Isn't it the last game this weekend is Watchtower? I didn't do you, look uh, at do you know that? Or I think so, yeah. Well, they have the five okay. scenarios in the pack. I haven't gone that far. I didn't go that far. I think it's if you don't play tournaments very often, and you I, don't, I don't. No. I play like two, maybe three a year. This, this is holistically. Okay. I mean, but you, you can ask the two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He was looking at me when he said it. I'm sorry. If you don't, Joe Person, play scenarios very often or tournaments very often, and you don't um, get to play this whole um, banner thing... You could come in and be quite surprised by that and not know, and that's a wasted game for you, really. So how, how, how would you address that? Well, Research? You, well, you have to know that Adepticon is a venue. They, they say prepare for all scenarios, okay. so take blood and glory into account. Uh, past episodes of Garage Hammer, we've had Alex on, and he's talked about that. You know, we asked him, what uh, advice could you give someone who's going to come to Adepticon and, and compete? And one of the things that he said was very important is make sure you have plenty of fortitude. So, 
They do put it out there, so for what it's worth. I would not know what that word would have meant until today. Even though I've, I've done this... Yeah, fortitude. I've done the banner thing before at Midlands Open in the UK, but if you just said that to me, straight over my head. Well, I tell you what, one game, if you lose due to fortitude, you will probably never forget again. I don't there, think I will. I did lose. Not two years ago, well, when we'll Aether first came out, they said, prepare for all scenarios. And th- that blood Adep- glory... Adepticon, Adepticon, Adepticon here. That same day that that guy shot the blood letter off on turn one, there were at least four guys who didn't bring any banners because they just were like, screw blood and glory. They didn't think it was going to happen. They didn't pay attention. They didn't get to play. Ah. They were out. It was just like, okay, well, you automatically lose. You get your five points for your loss and no objectives. The other guy gets all max points. You're done. And uh, people were kind of pissed. They're like, we mm. paid money to come and play. But it's like, not, you, it says be prepared for that stuff. So Table one. Yeah, table one. Yeah, they just told the story. Mark, Mark, Mark uh, Chris told them. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been liking it. Um, the, the way they've, you know, it's fortitude and all that. I know Mark doesn't, he's not a fan of the, the blood and glory auto end in the game. But I think maybe they could have tweaked it a bit and had, had it be an auto win. So if you break your opponent... You get your 15, but then you can still play out the six turns for your scenarios. That's, or, or that's why I don't like the auto loss, because I, literally I had one turn. Yeah, yeah, some bad dice. Some bad dice on my opponents, but maybe we had one game of Warhammer, one turn of Warhammer. I can, I, and, I, and that's frustrating when you yeah. come to a tournament and you paid money and you want to play. I can and and I, I literally said to my opponent, keep them on the board. And he went, no. And, and it was like, do you want a friendly game afterwards? And I think he was too upset. He was a bit sort of uh, about Rattled it about it, though. Yeah. But it was... It's the fact we had one turn of Warhammer, which is sub- that in itself is fundamentally wrong. If you, like we said before, if you give them five hundred points, so now it's your win loss draw. So maybe you don't win the game, but you give them a big head start for it. And then at least you're playing the game out and five six hundred points. The person could even possibly come back. See, that's a, a, a good point that you bring up, Mark, because to, to Ben's point, competing is fun, winning is fun. That one's a that's a layup. That's a freebie. They just dropped the win in your lap. Is it was it not fun? I on some level, I don't. It wasn't particularly fun, if I'm honest. Not because my opponent was shit. Not because I was shit or good or bad. It was a nice game. It was just he, he rolled eleven three times on three dice, and uh, on, on three rolls, and and there's nothing I can do about that. Uh, and, and I think the auto uh, a freebie. I sure. kind of feel like I've won my game, but it's unsatisfying. You see. Yeah. I'm not gaming at all, and yet if I'd have had Mark's scenario and, and, and it would have happened in my favour, I wouldn't have been happy for the win at all because I, I didn't get a chance to interact and play the actual game that I want to do. It, yeah. it kind of seems like it... It's it, a hollow it, victory, almost. It, yeah, hollow, hollow victory, and it, it jeopardises the game because you don't get to play the game. How about you, Ben? What do you think? Mm, it's it, not often. I mean... Mark won the game in one turn because his opponent had put a saber tusk within six inches of his general's unit. Um, if you're playing a normal battle line scenario and you panic an ogre gut start off the board on turn, well, it's a game over anyway, regardless sure. of blood and glory. So it makes a little difference. Um, most of it comes down to list design and deployment. And, you know, if you know you're playing blood and glory, Write your list properly and work around it, and there's ways around it. So it's not, it's not, it shouldn't be devastating as it was for Mark. Um, and you know, there's no excuses really. The, well, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have had the dog within. Well, shouldn't have had the dog. Should never. Yeah. No ogre player should ever. Uh, so anyone who's listening, thinking of playing ogres now <laughs> or in ten years down the line, get yourself. Um, I think it's a tactical 40k template from Gale Force 9 just to plug for the Gale Force 9 I know they're not a sponsor but <laughs> it's okay. um, I'm sure one of your sponsors 
Yeah. One of your sponsors might stock Gale Force 9. They do, um, <laughs> they do a template which has got a straight edge on it, which is six inches long, and then it's got a two-inch down another side and a one-inch, so you can do spacings. Okay. Um, it's, it's aimed at 40K players, but it's great in Warhammer because you're six inches of panic distance. So get one of them and just remember, I mean, the latest Healing Hammer did the six-inch rule right. on their episode. Sure. Well, and if you, I think uh, if you play Hordes of War Machine, that well, they got the template that's six, two, and one on it as well. So, so Ben, it, does, it sounds like yeah. it doesn't bother you if you were to be uh, granted a win in those circumstances. Not no, for him, no, gamey, gamey. No, it doesn't bother you, right? No, no, no. The, the, the opponent's stupid harsh reality. Yeah. Of it. Do you yeah. think this um, scenario will be in ninth edition? Oh, I don't. How can Ooh. we say? Yeah, I mean, they change they change them all the time, but I mean, there's some stuff that seems to stay through. You never know. As long as there's more scenarios, I'll be happy. Was it, this in 7th edition, Blood and Glory, no, as it was? No, no. So I don't think it will stay for that reason. I'd like to see more Fortitude. Um, I think it could be an interesting mechanic in the rule set of introducing Fortitude to have to do more things. Cap- like the objectives here at Adepticon with capturing the terrain and things like that, if you had, if you required fortitude to capture those objectives, that'd be quite interesting. No, that would well, be a good like, twist. Th- didn't they used to have the? Uh, if you want to take table quarters, you have to have a banner right. unit. And I know in 40k, you have to be a scoring unit, whatever the hell that means, to to take terrain and take objectives. So yeah, that could totally work into. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That. Yeah, I like the like the fortitude mechanic, and could see more mileage in it. Definitely. Do you think if we had, um, I. I don't know if I'm drunk. I'm, I'm coming up with all these these questions now, dear. No, that's fine. <laughs> but do you think for for stuff like that to work in our country, we need to see less comp? So we do more scenarios from the Warhammer book and less comp to make it work. What do you think? Because if you add comp on top of those scenarios, that's a hard game. Yeah, I think the if scenarios all comp, you don't really need both. I don't think. I yeah, agree. One or the other. I agree. Let's do it. <laughs> Changing the culture, huh? Revolution? Yes. Revolution! Can you picture Gareth's first tournament that he runs? <laughs> it's going to be a smaller tournament. It'll be like 32 people, four rounds, but there will be the best freaking food spread, and there will be pies and cakes, and he'll have all these just bizarro scenarios. and be like, bring whatever you want, but you're going to have to do it my way. It'll probably be the best smelling tournament. <laughs> it will. Absolutely. Best smelling. And someone has to have a purple model in their unit. Woo! That, yeah, see? There's... there's uh, I'm... You're on something. You got to help him, Ben. You gotta There'd be no warhammer. They'd just be baking. <laughs> <laughs> Bake hammer. And every round would be about five hours long because nobody would know what they're doing. <laughs> and everyone would have to ask what dice rolls they've got to do. <laughs> I'm not that bad. So I've got a question for you then, Dave. Um, oh, okay. So last year you did particularly spectacularly awful at Adepticon. <laughs> it couldn't be worse. Ben just heard the 28-minute trouncing story from Grant as a ringer. Oh. And this year, you, you're bouncing around like an excited puppy, <laughs> because <laughs> you're doing really well. So what's changed in the last year? Have you you've been trying to play harder, or have you learned more in the last year, or Great what? Question. Well, I've been, I've been playing. I don't play nearly enough, and Chris will attest to this. But I, I pay a lot of attention when I play. I'm playing against good opponents like Chris and uh, Alex Nikotenko, and they play really tight games. It's, it's forced me to up my game, but also... Um, last year I took a lot of stuff I thought was cool, but not necessarily effective. Not necessarily effective. Common throne. Well, the common throne was at bits, but even here I had the mortis engine and the and the. You took a coven throne. 
Well, yeah. you remember when Helan said, I bet you nobody... Was that you? Were th- you that man? I was that man. Uh. I took it to bits, and my worst loss was 12-8. It didn't do poorly. I only lost it in one game. We had a guy in England take two to Mansfield Moore. Oh. It was a 3,000 point tournament, and he took two Covenant of Friends. How do you do? good. I just think he did. Well, it do, it doesn't no even more. do anything. It, it doesn't mean anything. You need your mortis engines and blow those bad boys up. I like the mortis engine, but the Coven Throne, with this special ability, when you, when you get it to work, it's amazing. It just takes forever to get it to work. But uh, so basically. You only have six turns. Yeah, well. I mean, it's just you got to get that perfect roll off, and that's the problem. Let's, I get it. Let's not talk about a coven throne. Right? <laughs> so asking, imagine sorry. if you had a coven throne and this scenario we're just talking about. Oh, I would have lost. Exactly. But did you say but if you want to talk about the coven throne, go listen to Garage Hammer? Well, yes. here we are. Here we are. <laughs> no, but I my point we, is... we went in depth about the coven throne <laughs> in Bad Dice <laughs> episode 106, wasn't it? The Vampire so, Review? No, my, okay, but my point is, I, st- <laughs> I, I started taking... I actually said this on one of the shows. I said, should I just... You know, if, if it's upsetting me that I'm doing this poorly at tournaments, should I just take a harder list? Should I just go with what's optimized and play it, or should I just, uh, sh- guys, or should I just uh, take what I like, like I've been doing? And Grant said, "No, you don't want to go hardcore." And Chris, of all people, the the, the other fluff gamer was like, "Yeah, dude, take the hardest list you can." Well, He's like, are you, you, you at least figure try. out what you're trying to do here at Adepticon. Do you want to win? Or do you just want to kind of play casual? This is this is the question I had with you earlier. Absolutely. And so I was taking I was taking a really optimized sort of list with the night bus and everything like that. And it just I kept losing it. I kept losing that. I keep losing the terror guys. I haven't kept a terror guys in the game past turn two. So I was like, you know what? I'm taking the graveguard. They used to work for me. I know everyone says they suck now, but I got a horde of almost forty of them. I think it fits your play style better. And it, yeah, I just marched this down the line. Zombies running everywhere, calling up more zombies, and I'm running and I'm running a list that I like, that I've played a couple of times, and that is fitting my style better. And I'm actually and the results so calm. far are yeah. showing that. I'm, I'm super excited. I've never done this well ever in a tournament. I'm freaking out. <laughs> How many points are you on? Fifty-seven. Oh my god! Nearly up with us, then. Chris just asked. Nearly up with the big boys. Yeah, nearly up with the big boys. Chris just asked them. Um, <laughs> Depends what you want to do. Do you want to play hard or do you want to play casual? But why can't you play casual with a hard list? Because I think if you play casual, that means you're playing looser, which means you're uh, you're prone to make more mistakes, maybe let something slide and therefore cost you the game. But you can still do that with a, a tuned-up list, I suppose. You know, if you're playing casual, you're going for fun, you're not really bothered about winning, but you can still take, like, Gareth's got, like, one of the top, Tuned ETC players to write him a vampire list, and mm. he's pushing I'm out around this weekend, having a lot of fun, not taking it all that seriously. Um, I think a big part of it, part of it is, in my experience, if I'm playing to win, that means that I have to watch not only my army but my opponent and his actions as well, and I almost have to know as well as he does what he's trying to do with his army, his rules, etc. That to me adds a very uh, another layer of stress because I have to watch him as well. So what if I'm playing casually, I don't have to worry as much about what my opponent's doing, just my stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of, but I kind of think um, playing casually or not is separate to list design. So you could still you could still bring a razor list and play it for fun and not really be too bothered about how you do. And it's two separate entities. And it also means if you are playing casually, you're not that bothered about winning, and you've got a really bad list, it's just compounding, you know, you're going to be losing as well. So take a hard list. Still play for fun, but the units in that hard list will, you know, carry you through sometimes. I, I don't even disagree with that, and I'm surprised I'm saying this, but I think, at least for us, I know Chris, we like to play these, we like to play casual games. 
And yeah, I think once you start doing that with the really hard lists and, and even for casual, which you're playing it sort of gearing for a tournament, you wind up not taking stuff that is sort of the oddball weird pick that everyone says isn't as good. And some stuff's really fun. The Mortis Engine's not the best thing in the book. I'm saying it right now. The Mortis Engine's not the best yeah. thing in the book. But it is so much fun to One play. One of the coolest it, things in the book. When it works, it works freaking great. Dude, that's how I beat Rallyan. He didn't realize that when he blew it up, it was going to kill his two extra, uh, his two uh, wizards, because they were running naked in the background. It just blew up huge. It took him right out in turn five. He's like, oh, my God. And I, I beat him because of because that thing blew up. That's fun. Okay. Just just another question, going back to what Chris was saying earlier about um, mentalities and, and, and views of playing. Do you come to a tournament with a different outlook of playing games slash list creation than you would if you were in your local club or playing Absolutely. in your garage? Absolutely. Oh, you do? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. A tournament, if somebody does an error and, and, and takes something back or something like that, you, you kind of... Yeah, take it back. Like the guy who, uh, the guy I played, Dead Sam 3, general uh, unit fled off the board, turn one. I was being, if you're a friendly game, you just go, yeah, keep it on. Let's carry on yeah, playing the of game. Of course. Do you, Ben? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. What are you thinking about? All right, Ben. Hang on. Here we go. Ben, ben just kind of like nodded, no, I'll play normally. If I drove three hours, no, what, 40 minutes to get to your house. No, half an hour, whatever. Came over to your house, turn one, you beat me. I wouldn't pack up my stuff and go home, would I? Would he no, re-rack or no. you say, nah, keep it on? Would you really re-rack or would you just say, f*** it, put the guy back on? I won't. Oh, my God. Wait, I got to edit that. Same would thing, you? same thing. Yeah, just put it. Yeah, just put it back, back. Yeah. Sure. Unless you're like three or four turns in. And then it's just, you well, know, yeah, you then, start. But if it's turn one, yeah, you just yeah, don't even bother re-racking him. Just pull him back. Ben, to go back to your point, uh, your, your opinion on uh, playing hard lists and playing casual and having that option. If I may say so, I think that's coming from the, the perspective of a, a tournament veteran. So it's kind of a life cycle thing. Like you've you've attained, you've figured out what that hard list is. So you can kind of relax and play hard if you want or play not as hard. I know I'm at the level where I'm just starting to figure out what the hard lists are for orcs and goblins or whatever. But I'm not winning consistently le- enough yet to be able to say, okay, well, I'm going to take my foot off the gas and play a casual with this. Right now, I'm pedal to the metal, try to win as much as I can. And at some, to- at some point, I hope to get to that point where I'll, I'll play casually with those hard lists. i got to concentrate every minute. Yeah. That's why I bring candy for my opponents, because I let them know, hey, we're having a good time. Here's some Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you candy to let you know you're having a good time because my <laughs> attitude isn't like you know. <laughs> just, I try um, to, but you know. Ju- just another question to you guys because sure. I um, haven't really looked through the rule pack thing, and and I, I I very rarely read what I'm circling on the on the sheets. But I did read for the last game. You have to circle. Did your opponent have all of the things that they needed for the game, and were they prepared? Right. Which to me is unheard of in the UK. I've, I've never seen that before. Um, I've played people that ne- haven't necessarily had um, like archivisibilities, templates, mm-hmm. uh, measuring sticks, and also a unit they forget forgot to bring with them, so they proxied them with dice. This Would happened. You, this has happened. Not not all today. What one person proxied something with dice, and one person didn't have um, a small template. Would you have mar- Would you have circled no? that they didn't have everything and they weren't prepared or would you have circled them yes uh, because actually it was just about a game this is to Ben and to you and to David 
Yeah, I've got. That's kind of. It's a good question. Gareth's probably gone a long-winded way of asking, but <laughs> it's like. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is, do you just go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a good game. Give him all the ticks. Or do you go? Well, we had a really great game. He was a really great guy, but you know. He, he had five dice and he was shooting with a hundred shots a turn you know but, it, <laughs> right. but we still had a lot of fun and so I would just treat that sort of thing I'd, I'd have to score him no I mean uh, just if having you, those items you have to have them to make for a smooth experience that's the bottom line if you, you have to have them yeah. but even if you still had a cracking game you had a really good time we and might have had a cracking game but his next game may not have because yeah, of that so sure. the chance of something bad happening or a bad experience is too great You have to. you have to have that stuff I yeah, kind of agree. I could, yeah, I agree with that. It's like having a, a, an army with no movement trays. It's not required, yep. but if you don't have yep. them, nah. have you fun. see, I've also played a person today with no movement tray on one unit. So I think I've had it. I, honestly, I've had extremely wow, all of all them. The I have. Absolutely. But do you know what? <laughs> I, I don't want to get told off by Adeptcon people, but I, I marked yes to all of them because I haven't had a bad game yet. So I just... It's just a question, really, because it's, it's such I'm, a personal thing. I, so. did, I did have a guy that didn't even. I mean, he was missing a bunch of his stuff, and I marked no. He didn't have all his stuff, and I. You feel bad doing it, but that's the whole point of the questions. If you're just going to put yes, 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 and then then what's five the point of asking for the guy because yeah. I, I had a great time with him, and a lot of people do that. You brought all your stuff, and I gave you a five. I, I mean, honestly, if you didn't bring all your stuff and you were constantly borrowing mine, I might even go with a four. Like, I mean, if I'm being honest, sure. just because you know. If I have a really good game with someone, and most of the games I have a really good games, I'll give them the five, even though it says right a reason why. He's because if it's a good game and we and we all play and we have a good time, we're great. But I don't want to lie either every single time and just say... Oh, we, we had, um, in the UK, so uh, unknown for us to have any kind of soft scores, so non, non-gaming non sports right. uh, points. It's so unheard of. We just don't... Huh. We, we just, so we introduced a little bit, but then people can't get annoyed at it, don't they, Ben? I really? don't know if you agree. <laughs> Got that wrong. They, 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 they do have some. They, they, they have some. They have them, but it's kind of like a flat rate, isn't it? Flat rate and what? Sorry, we're just yeah, we're just watching Dave fill up his can <laughs> of Coke with I think about three liters of whiskey. <laughs> it's um, they normally have a plus one minus one system, so you know everyone gets an average score. Yeah, you can go and ask to give your opponent a bit of a boost, or go and tell the organizer that he wasn't very good to knock him down a bit, but. Generally, we don't have a lot of sports. We don't do it, and and I think we've been put off where we've had people in some guy in the UK uh, sport hit his brother. Oh, I've heard about. We this. all heard about this. We listen to your guys' podcasts and we follow <laughs> on Twitter. And when this stuff goes up, we're we're texting each other. Did you see what's going on in the good night? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's pissed. I'm I'm not going to wow. mention any names or so, but I think that that you know that whole once bitten twice shy. Sure. I think people in England, when we've had those kind of things happen, and it's really affected the top tables, we're kind of like, stay away from that. We're just going to avoid that. I, I don't think there's any right or any wrong answer. I enjoy it. I enjoy a mix. So I've come out here, love it, absolutely good, love good. it. Let me ask you this question. So on the sportsmanship score, you have yeah, to rate your opponent zero to five. Yeah. Uh, and it says clearly to have your opponent sign it before you fill out. Uh, so they can't see what you've scored them. Yeah. Sometimes opponents will score that and show you their sheet. And yeah. And so there's kind of this pressure that, oh, he gave me a five. Maybe well, I should, I should give, give you a five, five as right, well. Right. I don't know if you've experienced that or if that has come up at all. Yes, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about this because sports mean a hell of a lot to me. Sure. Because it's about the game, as you know. 
Um, I have, if I've given my opponent five, there's part of me that wants them. There's part of me that wants m- me to know. I can't get wants it out. Them to know. Yeah, but not because I expect them to score me five, but I want them to subconsciously think they've really enjoyed my game, and then it's down to them that they have to question. Do I want to give them five? Do I want to give them lower? I don't care because I'm not going in to look at their sheet. Right. You're not looking for those points. Not not yeah. at all. I did see when I played a team event yesterday mm-hmm. that um, I had the choice with my partner. He said, you score whatever you think. And I gave them a fairly high score. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up seeing, as we handed the sheets in, because yeah. the guy wasn't very... Um, secretive as he was going sure. are you okay with this you okay? I saw what we got and we got lower and that upset me a little bit because mm. I thought from my point of view that actually we gave them a really good game they gave us a really good game I don't think we deserve that so seeing the score can help but it can also impinge because if I'd have seen that first I would have marked them lower and not given sure, what I wanted it. to that's it it's so subjective, isn't it? It's kind of Absolutely. like, oh, he didn't give me a good game because he smashed me. And he took all my t- And it's that, that idea about where they are gentlemanly, where they right. Well, that's human nature. It's hard it's to control that. Very subjective, isn't it? And yeah. I kind of think, I, th- I think, I don't know. I, I think I'd like a mix. Yeah. In yep. the UK, I think I'd like a little bit more. I don't think I could do it all the time. Well, it's nice to have variety in tournaments. You guys certainly have that. The Throne of Skulls, South Coast GT. So it seems to be a broad, you know, a good range of different tournaments. I don't think smashing someone is the difference between uh, a good sportsmanship and a low sportsmanship. And the, the, the reason I'll, uh, the ex- um, example I'll give is um, Wayne Kemp from Helen Hammer. We had an amazing game. I smashed him, and yet we both gave each other best sports votes because we had an amazing time. It wasn't too serious, and you know we learned a lot. We had fun. We rolled some dice, and that I think is the difference between. Wanting the win and wanting a game, to me, is very, very Good different. Point. Good point. I think, I think Pete, some people struggle with that idea, but you're right. You're spot on. I think you do, Gamey and Johnson and Johnson and Curry. <laughs> it's true though, and Johnson too. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. There, you know, I'll tell you. There, there's a story uh, from some years back. There had been. Sto- I, I, I wasn't privy to the situation, but there are there have been stories of someone marking a sports score. Uh, against their opponent their opponent didn't see it but all of his friends saw it and if they felt that he d- wasn't scored max they would start pressuring this person hey you should you know really I, you look like you had a great game don't you think you should have scored higher so they'll cross it out and score him higher from the peer pressure of this guy's friend so mm. yeah mm. So, yeah, it, it has its pluses and minuses yeah, like yeah. anything else and uh, with anything there's no right or wrong answer is that and actually what I find is about the interaction of people and I think, unfortunately, in this world, not everyone interacts well with other people. You've got, some, <laughs> you've got some people who interact well, some people who don't. And you, you can actually play one opponent. And a bit like my recent experience with Throne of Skulls, I played four great guys. One guy was just a douchebag. He annoyed me. Um, and I don't think we... We didn't gel very well, and there was no way either of us was going to give each other sports points. I don't think that was because either of us were... Intentionally doing it. Intentionally doing it. We just did it. We just didn't link. Sure. And so subject. I feel bad if he gave you them now and you didn't know. No, no he didn't because I only got one point and that was from Johnson. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Johnson gave you points. <laughs> Do you know what? 
Johnson didn't give me best sports when I played him, and I gave him two cakes in one tournament. Wow. Yeah, he's not on my best books. Well, that the the answer there is Johnson's just a bit of a bellend, basically. And he gamed me out by saying that I couldn't see something, which I've discussed with people, and I and think could I could have it. done. Yeah, gamey. <laughs> he gets bitchy when he loses. <laughs> For a guy who's having just a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> You've got that all wrong. He was right there with the first bit. He gets bitchy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you le- Ben, you're learning how to be bitchy. Doesn't need to be losing. <laughs> Do you know, part, one of the things I love about podcasting is when I talk, most times I look over to Ben Curry and he's just, his head falls in his lap and he just nods. <laughs> he's, he's doing it now. He's been brilliant because you look at him. I keep looking over at Ben and these are, this is priceless. <laughs> the stuff you don't see. <laughs> but just the amount that Ben shakes his head and looks like, what in the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> He did, you know what he looks like? He looks like my dad. When yes, I would come home disapproving parents. Just like, hey, dad, look, I got an F, and that's the look right there. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> it's just the- do you know what? I do get that feeling in my head that Ben thinks that Ben is older than me. But I am actually... I don't want to say this. No, no, no one listens to your podcast. Oh. Ben- <laughs> oh, ouch. You're cutting me, Jared. You're cutting me deep. Ben okay, is actually true. younger than me. He's, oh, my God. Yeah, he's he's going to have a seizure figure. if he shakes his head any faster. <laughs> Love you, David. Love you, Chris. <laughs> I listen. I hope you do, too, David. That's two. I edit and listen. I download it on two different you, things just you, to you, make you, sure I get my... You, you listen to it twice, though, David, don't you? You, you, you listen it to like edit, edit things out, then you listen to it again, don't you? So there's two views at least. I listen to it when we're recording. I listen to it extensively when I'm editing, and then usually I'll turn it on and just skip through the little parts just to make sure that they sounded okay later after. I, I love, did it. love that you, you just skip through. Ben has to listen to all of our podcasts when we're when we're recording because he has to re-listen to it twice over. Usually editing me, either burping or. I actually like the idea of taking Mark's uh, microphone stand off him, making him hold the microphone instead, because he can't... It's quite good, because I feel like... Who do I feel like? Some rock star? <laughs> <laughs> He's more like Phil, like, ACDC. He's more like Phil Donahue. Gonna <laughs> I like the idea of taking the microphone off Mark in total, <laughs> forever. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> I want to be like this in your house. I'm going to be like... Holding it up like that. <laughs> I'm a rock star. Liam Gallagher Ow! talking into the, the bottom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Upside down yeah, like that. Yeah. This is really Seriously, good. I like Visual gags on a podcast. That's the way You've forward. You've lost control of your podcast yeah. now, David. Come on, yes, come on. Yes. Are you Stay kidding? On topic. I'm going to get more listeners to this episode. Wait, Ben Curry and Mark and Gareth are on? <laughs> then, then you've had any of the downloads ever? Probably. <laughs> like. my, my official actually, name actually, is Gareth Teclas Killer. Actually. Oh, nice. I like Let's it. get back to the, uh, the Warhammer. Good, good stuff, yeah. Well, and to be honest, the <laughs> most downloaded show of all of our shows is Curry Delves, Not Too Gamey. So it's when Ben came on. Oh, was that the, the four and a half hour or four yep. and a half days mammoth? It was the and, you, sky. And, you, and you discussed, I think, every line in the Dark Elf book. I found out what was Starting wrong. Starting with it the copyright dates. Remember how onwards. I kept dropping? I got the computer and everything was fine. And there was a, there was a short in the... Uh, I replaced the, the part that hooks up to the internet. So it was your fault. It, it was, wasn't Skype's <laughs> fault. It was your fault. Well, no, Skype was running funny that day, too. But it was exacerbated by my fact that my computer's... A, 
the Skype dropped out every 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. And then I'd call him back every 20 minutes for a four and a half hour show. This isn't a technology podcast, right? Don't we discuss Warhammer here? Back to the Warhammer. It's because of the accent. What are your expectations for tomorrow then, Dave? Oh, you know what? Every time I win one and move a little bit higher, somebody curb stomps me. So... I would love to go three and two. Three and two would be amazing. If I can go four and one, well, hell, uh, I'll retire. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll oh dear! Oh, you're being I'm, fondled I'm by Domus. I'm being fondled by some ginger Buddha. <laughs> so, what I about the armies says. then? Let's talk about the armies here, because um, I've been very impressed looking around. Is there any particular favourites? I know um, Brandon's um, pirate chest. Um, amazing. Squid attacking a pirate ship. Uh, uh, yeah. Empire ship is amazing. Oh, cr- yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a it's a four foot ship in a chest of gold. So let me tell you the story about the that chest. There's some history behind that. Ooh. It was uh, manufactured 100 plus years ago. It's been in his family for 60 some odd years. It belonged to a uh, female relative of his way back in his family who was uh, a dancer who traveled throughout Europe following the Allied armies during World War One. So this belonged to his relative, and it stayed in his family, and he's, he asked, hey, can I use this chest for this project? And they said, yeah, use it for something. And it made for an amazing piece. It is absolutely amazing. I've seen him wheeling it back up to the lifts earlier, and I was looking and thinking, is he actually going to fit it in the lift through the doors and height as well with the top of the flag? It is absolutely huge. For an arm, a Warhammer armor, which most of us fit on a tray, and he's got his right. massive display for it. Well, you know, he, he paints for a living. That's the profession. Yeah, sure, I know. What I um, should redirect your listeners to is to the Bad Dice YouTube channel because I was in his room <laughs> last night, just me and him, and I did a little video around it. Aww. And what well, the detail of it is fantastic as well. Yeah. So um, check out our YouTube channel and have a look because you can see it live. It's like all 3D. It's like as you can touch it. It's really there. <laughs> He's got a story to go along with it. He's got a, a, a squid a that's in a bottle. As a sample of the the Kraken, I that's mean, real a, though. Do you know that that's is real? real. That it is, is real. real. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. That's insane, that's really cool. The team event army. He's got. Um, it looks below. It was called, and it was an ogres and chaos dwarf army. Would you guys here for the team event? Yes. Is he that the one with the, uh, you, the fisherman? Was, yeah. The fisherman on top. In yeah, the fisherman. Yeah. Like it looks like Hobbiton, doesn't it? Very not, serene. Yeah, I thought Hobbiton. Yeah. But you should say that. And down below, it was like the chaos dwarfs and ogres, and yeah. we got to play oh, with that it. giant door. Yeah, it's a raging yeah. inferno underneath. You know, with yeah. lava. That door was like two feet tall, so it's like whatever they're letting through is some giant chaos monstrosity. That was a mm. cool. That was a cool one. I like so it looks awesome, and then it's it's really difficult to fault as a as a as a. As a like a scenic piece, and at the risk of sounding really sort of, I hear a butt coming. Harsh. There is a butt there. You look at the paint job; it's good, but it's missing that. I don't know. It's a lot of dry brushing. I don't, I don't know what, how you Fair guys enough. feel about it. Fair the enough. overall effect is amazing, but with that army, there's probably three colours: there's orange, yellow, and black. It's not much beyond that. So, so you're talking technically may not technically, be the best. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you. But if you're going to talk technical, I don't know if you saw Jim Wapple's Tomb King army. Yeah. Uh, with the, the lights that he had underneath. Uh, his armies are typically amazing, and this one was no different. 
Oh, yeah. In fact, they had in the White Dwarf, they had his army for when they did that Armies on Parade he won two years ago. With his Lizardmen. With a Lizardmen army. And that's, if you saw it in the White Dwarf, it had all the engines of the gods with like the galaxies painted in them. And there was lava moving around, and he had di- directed lighting on certain models because that's where they were on the display board. It was... Yeah, yeah. I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, that's what he, that's his typical job, but... Yeah, again, him and his wife do that professionally for a living. They paint miniatures. So yeah. it's hard to compete with that. People who... You know, we do it for a hobby. I, they again, do it for a living. Again, the army is amazing. And I, I, I'm... Again, there's a but. And, and this is me being really critical because when I, when I heard about it, there was so much that I heard about. And yeah, how amazing about it was. This, uh, King, I mean, yeah, the Tomb King. Amazing. Looks beautiful. Technically, I look at it, and some of the blending, if I'm being really critical... Wow. Oh. Fair enough. Isn't, isn't, <laughs> I, I, isn't quite there. Being uh, Gareth is shaking his head and snapping his fingers. No, Gareth's on grinder. He's got a board because <laughs> we're talking about painting. Gareth really likes it, and Gareth doesn't necessarily know all about the blending stuff. He's learnt the techniques, but Gareth likes, and it's subjective. Art is subjective. Yeah, yeah, I, but for me, I, I'm I'm a massive thing about blending, and that's where I my so main focus is seamless. Must be absolutely seamless. seamless. Now, when I look at some of the, his 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 paint jobs, I can see some of those breaks. It's not it isn't seamless. If you're going to be really really picky, but the th- thing for me is, I think it's amazing. It looks stunning. So it's kind of like ten out of ten, but I can see some cracks, and and mm. I, I'm being overly picky. I think. So let me ask you, what is your favorite army that you've seen? Favorite army? His own. Oh, <laughs> mine. No. Oh, without any questions. Easy. Huh? Um, it definitely. I mean, it definitely <laughs> is the. <laughs> was that was that a bit catty? Sorry, Ben's just, given up. Was that uh, silent for ten minutes? Hang and on, then just hang on. In. Can, I, can I just say, Ben, who's I the best player of Warhammer in that room over there? Who's the best player? The best player. They proof of being the pudding tomorrow when I win the trophy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I were to choose one of the the Tomb King or the well, in, in general, not just those two, but in general, which would, which did you think out of the whole pool was uh, a good painted army? I can give you a straight answer if Mark won't. Um, I really like the um, the high elf army. It was a like a turquoise, and it was like it was a dark elf army. It was a lot of the high elf parts. Um, some dark Eldar parts as well, and it was on. It had dry ice on it, and it was oh, on like a floating rock. Yeah, yeah. and the colours. It was a really, really neat army. Um, really good colour scheme. A lot of turquoises and blues and creams as well. Um, Very I really, really like that one. It's probably not as, as spectacular as some of the other armies. Is that um, the one that was like uh, almost looked like it was on the floating? Yeah, rock? yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they got dry ice underneath to simulate fog. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> it had one of the JF9 um, towers and it had been painted purple as a centerpiece. Yeah. Um, right. Really, like, it probably wasn't as, wasn't as smoothly painted as something like Mark's. It wasn't as spectacular as the, you know, mm. the Kraken or the, the Tomb Kings. Um, but it, I still I like that one. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. What about you then, Mark? Which one, what have you seen? I, it is the the the, the front la- front winners are the boat and the tomb kings definitely here. Given to, to, if I were to judge, I mean I I, I know I'm not I, I don't know whether or not I should say anything on the show, but I know a little bit about where it's gone, where the judging is gone, and and how they're getting to the decision about who's getting best painted. Um, I don't know if I well this, this show won't air for a couple of a week or two yet, so I think you're okay to say. So. It's going to end in about four or five days, but what's it matter? It's going to yeah. be over. Okay, yeah. so so the painting nominations, what they've gone, they've they've gone around all the lines and they've narrowed them down to three people for painted, 
and they go they go they go the way they've done it is basically you've got the the two main guy um, Jim it? Waffle Jim, Jim Waffle uh, Brandon for the boat yes and then it's my army for the third choice is it really yeah Amazing. and what they've done is they've gone down they've gone right look at the army spectacular good whatever and then they've then they've then they've narrowed it down to the top three and they've gone scrap the painting boards so get rid of get rid of the kraken get rid of the pyramid get rid of everything sure you're going on the technical of painting because I think what they're doing is the judges, the the, the people's choice or whatever that award is, right. will go for overall pizzazz. So I think what they've done is they've gone best painted of the actual like technical technical painting. And this is this is what I think they're saying. I don't know what we're going to get, whether or not it's going to be me, whether or not it's going to be the other Tomb King or the Empire guy. So, I mean, I don't know the answer. I just know... How they've decided okay. how they're going. To so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Will be interesting, and and th- that's why when I look at painting, I'm quite critical when it comes to blending because ba- my, my, when I paint, I spend all my time blending. Hmm. My problem is I don't do any conversions, and that's ah. what lets me down. As I a, don't as either a, the conversions. No. I, I, no. I like the models they make. I build those and I paint them. Exactly. Yeah, and and so when I my my, my carrying are probably my most converted army. My models in my army is you bashed it, you shabti with. Uh, peg knight wings stuck on the top, effective, but it works. Um, but you know, you know, it's it's it's, it's an interesting situation. To see how they how they how they're narrowing it down to come to a decision. Right. You know, Chris won Player's Choice two years ago, three years ago, three years ago. To be fair. What did you have? High elves. Uh, it was a uh, there's a ship and uh, a dock in high elf fashion and some water and yeah, you know. There's pictures there a of ship, it somewhere. Yeah, I'm coming into the dock. It wasn't as like he was like that, but it was really pretty. Nice. Really nice. All the high elf, the bright colors on the thing, and all his bases. Like he had the, the golden. So some golden units were on, so were on stone on the stone dock. Some units were on the ships. They had a wooden wooden bases. So. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with that one, is it looked out of context on the table. So you know the the the, the bases were mixed and matched and didn't mat you know look the same. Yeah. So yeah. That was a little bit of an issue. But I will say, the past couple of years, the hobby side at, here at Adepticon has gone up a lot. In in would you say? The comp is the, the comp the, got the, less. The painting level, the hobby yeah. but is the, is level. the comp got less? Uh, I mean, this year it's no comp. The past couple of years ha- it has been no comp. Previous, they used to do WPS, yeah. Warhammer Player Society. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, since yeah. eighth yeah. edition, they haven't. No, I know. and uh, a couple of years ago, a few years back, they said no special characters. But since eighth's come out, they're like that. That, that not even. I mean, important. that that's really cool because you've actually got filth. You've got Proper Warhammer. Filth. You've got you've got Warhammer. And then you've got uh, the increase of fluff and the increase of better painted armies, where you, you would have thought maybe it would have just been gone down. You thought uh, the other way around. You thought the army's getting worse because but it's just all about down. yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. actually both gone up. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. It good, is good stuff. stuff. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> As Ben nods approvingly. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's tired, boy. Jet, <laughs> jet lag and Warhammer and up on that talking. It's, it's been been a cracking event but it's been exhausting I bet yeah you guys were up pretty late last night too but that's that's the thing I know a lot of people were surprised I know when, when Jeff came out here a couple years ago it's like these people are still gaming <laughs> gaming ended what three hours ago and these guys are still out here and they're going to be gaming till 3, 4 in the morning because it's oh, like you got to maximize your time I get to see these people one weekend out so of here so American isn't it we're up gaming till 4 o'clock in the morning then we're up at 8 yeah, yeah. USA <laughs> you are not staying up till four o'clock, Mark. 
do it at one. <laughs> You're not staying up till four, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Why don't we take a break because we've been talking for a while, and um, we'll come back with uh, who knows what we're going to be talking about next. It's a guess. It's a guess. A mystery. <laughs> If you're the type of person who would rather have oral surgery than put a brush to a model, then let me suggest Guild Painting Services. They're a professional painting service that pride themselves on having customer interaction like going to a local commission painter, but having the quality and speed of a large studio. They build, paint, and convert miniatures for all game systems. They're competitively priced, and if you want to talk quality, go to guildpainting.com and check out the quality of the miniatures that they've got on display. If you're a person who likes to have a beautifully painted army on the table but doesn't have either the time, desire, or ability to bring it to that standard, you can trust your models to the guys at Guild Painting Services at guildpainting.com. You'll be glad you checked them out. Before we go back, it's what, Chris? What's up, dude? Now it's time for Domus, Caius, and Mark Wildman. What this, are they going to be chatting about? Domus and Caius' team. The Despicable Me. Yes. So, Excellent. Uh, a little talk from them. Uh, it kind of goes all over the place, and it's fun. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy this bit. Good stuff, as they say. Oh, my goodness. That, okay. That was an interesting break. All right, listen. We've kept the... Our friends from England, the, the bad U- ice the boys. The UK contingent. Yeah, we've kept them on far too long, and between the jet lag and all the fun, they have to, they have to, they have to go. But uh, guys, any final thoughts or anything you want to say before you go? Uh, what are you, what's your prediction for tomorrow? Um, I, I'm not really bothered tomorrow. I keep joking, saying I'm going to smash it. I want to take all the trophies because the point hammered guys came over and took our <laughs> painting trophies <laughs> from uh, South Coast GT. I, I think Ben is going to win it, but. It'd be nice. To, it'd be nice to do well. I'd like to. But I've got. I got my trophy from the team's event, so I'm happy to go home with something. Um, tomorrow, I just want a couple more good games. Um, the main thing is, I've had a cracking time. I've had a really lot good. of fun. And tournaments are always made by the people, and it's been great to meet up with you guys, the guys from Ohio Hammer, and um, I've, some of the guys I've played had really good fun. You know, even I played one guy who's never never heard of the podcast, didn't know. I don't, when I introduce myself, I don't say, oh, I'm Ben Curry from Bad Dad. I just, you know, hi, I'm Ben. <laughs> Did uh, you not just go, do you not know who I am? He'd never heard of the podcast or anything. He had a shirt um, with his own picture on it. <laughs> that's I'm it. Ben Curry. <laughs> so it was nice, really nice to play him as well. And it was, yeah, great. I've had a cracking time. Really good uh, time. We're, so and we're really glad you guys have been having such a good yeah, time. We're excited so to have you guys. Big yeah. thanks to anyone who's come over and spoke to us. It's, it's been really nice. And what apologies when we've had so many people come up to us. I've had probably a hundred people come and say hello and I forget people's names and it's just it's a nightmare so I apologise for people if we forget your names or, but we've it's been proper good <laughs> as we say proper good proper good re good re good <laughs> Gareth 
Party comment. I'm so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Why I just want to thank. <laughs> and your dad. I just want to thank my mom and my dad, Ben Curry. Cue the music. I just, it's, I've had so much fun out here. But my final thought is, can we have more salads at next Adepticon? We could order salads. Dude, they have a great chopped salad at Portillo's. You guys went there the other Excuse day. Excuse me, they did do a salad at lunchtime. That's true. Gareth just I, I went to Portillo's, and what did you, you can't get? go to Portillo's, an American, like, Chicago stable. Have you tried the chopped it's salad good, there? But that's the like, chopped salad there is. That's is, like a third I'm not having. I'm not choice. having a salad in a place like that. Maybe I'd, I'd, I'd like more salads and more, like, Carrot sticks. No, the here. first time you've been there, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Did you, sort of what thing? did you eat when you were there? What did I eat? I had the very famous uh, Italian beef and cheese croissant. Nice. The croissant. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it's it was good. awesome. But I also had a cake shake. Oh, did you Wait. get a piece of the cake? Their cake is amazing. Look, no, Ben's about to leave. He's like, I don't give a crap about <laughs> cakes. <laughs> right, ben, okay, thanks for coming on, Ben. I'll, we'll, you know, we'll catch up with <laughs> you. Garrett's <laughs> going to talk about cake with us for a little while. I'm going to fetch you down and come and talk about Despicable Excellent. Me because that's also one of my highlights ah, this week. Nice. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Excellent, thanks, Ben. I'll, I'll say goodbye as well, but I, I just want to—I <laughs> I just want to say thank you to you guys, thank you to all the other podcasts, and thank you more importantly to the people that are listening to all of our podcasts that have come and, and said hello. It's just the amount of love and kindness and and friendship that people have have, have given us. For just listening to the podcast and listening to the rubbish that I and Mark and Ben spout, it's really, really, it's. I, I don't want to say heartwarming because that's a little bit gay, but it it it, it means it means a hell of a lot. No, it, it does. It, no, I understand what you're saying. It but, is. but at the same time, we do appreciate the time and effort you put into not only the podcast but all the media, like the video you. that you do uh, on YouTube. I mean that. We, we know it takes a lot of time. I, I love doing it. I, I just, I love it. I don't know why. Labor I prefer love. that more than playing. Gareth has a I theater background. You I know, he's, 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 hey, Gareth, you're going to get in the production video stuff. I'm on stage. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Acting. Thank you. Thank you, darling. And th- thank you for inviting us on this evening and for pizza. Love you. Uh, Mark picked up half of that. I split it with you guys, so I didn't completely pick so up thanks pizza. me, then. <laughs> Oh, that Aww. was so cute. Oh, my God. Homosexuality <laughs> in a podcast. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the punk it? Indeed. Are, so you go, are you going... Are you off then, dear? What's your, so what's your prediction for tomorrow, and then we'll let you off too since everyone's taken off on you? I don't mind staying for a little bit. you got to stay. Uh, You're uh, more than welcome to stay for a little me bit. Do- me, and Domus, me and Domus have got a, a link already, so uh, I think if I left, I think he would eat me. I would be very upset. <laughs> Thomas, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Welcome, Dave. My pet hammer brother. Good to see you, brother. I'm, I'm obligatory high five. Black brother. Uh, Gareth. Oh, wait. <laughs> Everyone has a different high five. Was that, was that Tinkerbell or was that E.T.? It's Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. No, it's Gareth Tinkerbell. and I did the Tinker e. Tinkerbell. <laughs> so, Thomas, oh, how's the weekend been treating you? Having fun? I'm having a blast. Good. Yeah, so much fun. How about you guys? Oh, I have to hold the mic closer, guys. Yes, now I'm like too that. There you, you like practically that. Perfect. Thomas, you've got to be like Britney Spears. I know, a, you, I know you can do that well. I'm a podcast noob, so you guys have to tell me what's going on. You're doing a great job. Thank you, okay, sir. Ben Curry said, well, you got to get Thomas on. I'm like, well, I'm already planning. He's like, no, Thomas has to come on right now. 
because the Despicable Me was, he said, one of the his highlights of the tournament. Really? Yes. Ben said that. Ben said it was one of the highlights of his tournament. You're just fantastic. I did, I did high praise. to people. It was the highlight of my year, because I, I would not, if you would have told me about this, I would be like, dude, no, that, that no one's going to buy that. That is not going to work. Take the picture for us. So tell people. Tell people what we did. Yeah. What did you do? My well, my mate Caius and I, and and the nerds in the world don't know Caius because Caius retired in seventh edition. But I pull him back every now and again. He's my traditional team tourney partner. Okay. We um, we cast it up and sculpted, but we sculpted up and cast rather a bunch of minions from the Despicable Me movie. About 130 of the little bastards. Okay. I'm too, I'm too far away again. I'm getting go. chastised. That's good. That's good. <laughs> he shouts at me for not doing it. You want to be right on the mic. I gotta, I'm got. i kissing the mic, there you literally. Go. Do you want my mic? <laughs> I do want your <laughs> mic. Do you want my mic? <laughs> That's then, true. Then we Can we hot swap? <laughs> oh, keep it on topic, boys. <laughs> keep it together. Good stuff. Good Back stuff. Back to Warhammer. That's what oh, we're talking about, right? Great. It's time for a little rough trade. I'm trying real hard not to cuss because I know David doesn't like to cussing. I actually cussed. You might want to slip earlier. Anyway, so if Can I say I'm going to believe. Okay. You just said cuckoo. But <laughs> right. What we need to do is say the word in every sentence. No, no don't you dare. Mark, why are you being such a Guys, come on. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know what's funny? It's when Christopher and I had Dan Heelan and, uh, and Wayne Kemp on. We were recording. He could it as well, doesn't he? I couldn't get. Well, we were recording up on the first floor of my house. Normally we record in the basement, but I didn't have the computer working down there. And that's right by the. I got a. I have a German cuckoo clock that I got from when we got married. <laughs> and when you hear that cuckoo, that's our clock. So I'm recording with Ben and and Dan. I mean, with uh, Dan and Wayne. Ben and Dan, what the hell? Uh, and so Dan and Wayne. So while we're recording, it's like six o'clock. So the cuckoo starts going, and Wayne just starts laughing. He's like, "Is that a real cuckoo clock you got there?" <laughs> okay, he's like, "Is that <laughs> the one you use on the show?" Did Wayne just turn into a Cockney? He's a little bit Cockney, but, actually. <laughs> I, I, it's my best Wayne I could do on a moment's notice. Or is that a Cockney governor there? That's what he's like. <laughs> is that a cuckoo clock you've so got there, bang, Wayne? Bang. Says. But he, he left. He's like, "I thought that was just a thing." I'm like, "No, that's actually my cuckoo clock that I recorded and edited." He thought that was. I mean, that, that's that's the real clock. Just to hear the real thing, yeah, out of context. Don't panic. I'm the doctor. Good so anyway, Despicable Me. <laughs> Despicable Me. So anyway, my mate Caius that most people don't know um, sculpted these lovely little minions. Um, and they kind of look like little pill bottles. But we sculpt two halves. He sculpted up two halves, tops and bottoms. And then we cast them all as tops and bottoms and assembled them. And then paint them and then built seven or eight crazy war machines out of toys. You, know, you did post a picture, kind of a, a teaser pic on I, the Magnificent Bastards blog. I did. And, and I saw that. I didn't know what to make of it. It looked so futuristic. Uh, yeah. Not Warhammer Fantasy. It was it was fun because we kept commenting over and over how we get to kind of play 40K <laughs> toys in fantasy. So it was really uh, great and really fun. Caius is here and he's so looking at me, it? but he's not so no, But if you've seen Miserable, uh, miserable. If you've seen Despicable Me, the minions all look almost identical. So you've got all of these identical-looking models. So you had a Skaven army, Skaven all and cast dwarves. Okay. So how did you? What did you do to so that people could know what was going on? Well, the the big thing we did to separate them. I mean, all, first off, all the minions. Um, Caius did these lovely paint jobs of the expressions on all their faces, so you could see all the expressions very, very differently, and it was fun and enjoyable. And, uh, oh, my God, Caius is going to podcast for a minute. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. And this is good because Caius what was, Caius was chief engineer of the project. So he should talk about it. 
Hello, Caius. Um, right up to your face. And you want Kiss to turn it. it on. Kiss it, Caius. You're on. Hello, puppets. Oh, it's going to have to be a little louder than that, my friend. We, we're going to. Hello, we, puppets. We, there we, we go. We're turning the podcast into 50 50 British and American. All right. Oh, works. yes. Works for me. All right. So, what, so guys, take it from Hello, there. Hello, beautiful. <laughs> Hello, sexy. <laughs> Hello, sweetie. What, why is it whenever somebody does an English accent? They always turn into a cockney when they it's talk. It's the easiest one. <laughs> it's not. You should do a Geordie accent. What's a Geordie accent? I'd love to watch an American do a Geordie accent, wouldn't you? Oh, totally. Let's do it. You were, you were going to get a Geordie come over to X Factor this year. A girl called Cheryl Cole. She's in a girl band. And she's got quite a thick... Well, no. She hasn't got a thick Geordie accent. But basically, she was axed because she thought... Uh, Simon and Cowell thought that Americans wouldn't be able to listen to her. Uh, be able to understand her. Oh. She said, well, yeah, man, if they talk like this, pit. That's how they talk, you see. Ah. So, yeah, that's a, that's a Geordie accent that apparently Americans won't understand. No. Zero I'd, I'd have gotten it. Yeah, you would. Dude, my dad has the thickest Polish accent on the planet. He's worse than Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can understand my old man. I can understand any Brit. Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't have a Polish accent. He has an Austrian accent. But he's got a thick-ass accent. And what I'm saying is my dad's is worse. <laughs> Especially after he's had a few after work. Most of my friends could never understand him. They compared him to the Godfather. It's like, it's like watching the Godfather. He just said stuff and sits there and you better nod. <laughs> <laughs> so you're taking his place as the Godfather, Dave. Right. Yeah, that's me. So come on, get on with the despicable me. Let's this talk thing to Caius. Caius is so Caius, what did you do to separate out all the different units since all right. the minions look identical? Well, they're not identical. First of all, there's seven different heads for the for the minions. So there's ones at, with at two eyes. Ones, okay, at a glance, they're very similar. They're all bright yellow. They're all yet wearing dungarees the, the blue in blue. Fans, yeah. Sure, overalls. So Americans. We had we had four yeah. different units. Three of them were Skaven. Um, one of them was Chaos Dwarves. We have a different unit filler for each one. And my good friend Domus here um, <laughs> produced pictures of everything to give to our opponents, saying exactly what it was. So here's our heroes, what they look like. Here's the units, what's in the unit to, to differentiate it from the others. Okay. And so that's what they got. And nobody had a problem with it. Nobody had a problem with it. It's. I, I just think it was brilliant. I, you, you're the your display board, very futuristic. The weapons, but doing all and you painted different expressions on all the faces. And that was so much fun because you know I've painted, I don't know a thousand Warhammer miniatures and they all have a sort of grimace to them. Right. And you have no chance to make a goofy face or a happy face or a sad face or a surprised face. And when you've just got a blank canvas of a piece of yellow tube. Right. Um, um, then you can do whatever you want with it. Exactly. So you've got cross-eyed ones that are looking surprised, and you've got ones looking you know, around their shoulders, or they've got their eyes out. Nice. Uh, or, or just like big goofy grins, whatever you want. It, was, it, it did grab my attention instantly. You couldn't, not, you couldn't miss it. Yeah, you're kind of stuck. All right, I'm sorry, we're back. We had a pizza emergency. An emergency, man. Why, Zach? That was an emergency. <laughs> all, all day I've just been going, Why, Zach? What's going Why, on? Why, Zach? He does. He yells it in the hall. I was here. Why, Zach? I'm looking around. I'm like, what? It's like I'm back in school. <laughs> did you grab his butt? Uh, no. Well, I did a little bit. But, yeah, you but not it. like you do me. Hang on, hang on, okay. hang on. You grabbed my butt. Then I, I grabbed your crotch and you didn't flinch. I didn't flinch a bit. 
because that's okay by me. <laughs> <laughs> Dave grabs my butt so hard it hurts. It leaves marks. Yeah. Giant man hands. <laughs> Bunch of homosexuals. You never see that in my country. <laughs> They wouldn't let you in otherwise. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to have to put a PG-13 rating on this. Good stuff. <laughs> Move on. So, back to the minions. Yeah, he was... Well, he just explained the whole thing while you were having your little side chatty chat with Mark Sorry, Sorry, we got distracted. <laughs> uh, yeah. so Mark's winking at me. I can't stop myself. <laughs> but he explained how the, you, had, you had put different unit fillers in each unit, and you actually had all... The, I didn't even think about that. The characters. So, they had to have a, a, a very okay, specific... We had, we had five characters... And if it had a hat on, it was a character. And so he okay, did okay. He did a Fez guy and like an engineer guy and a party hat guy. It was didn't awesome. You, you had one with a big rocket, didn't you? Yes. So that was a, he, that, that was he the may escape. or may not have had a Doom rocket. Indeed. It's closed list, so I don't have to tell you. <laughs> 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 I noticed that you went out there with the English accent again there. I told you, within ten minutes... It would happen. <laughs> He's been drinking, and you're talking this way, and it's just so much nicer than when we speak, us ugly Americans. I don't know. There's something quite funky about the Americans. Whenever you do the intro to your podcast, it seems so much more natural than, 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 than I think, when we do ours. You sound like a like a, a sports commentator on an American show. <laughs> and it's with the NFL and the FBNSC, <laughs> sponsored by the FKNDY. Dave does have a great radio voice. He doesn't does, he? doesn't he? Hey it's there, it's Dave Weiss. Yes, coming to you right from the heart of... Uh, where the hell oh, you failed. Oh. I failed. Dave, Dave Weiss, coming from the heart of Round Lake to you, over the airwaves. I would say you've, <laughs> you've got a face for radio. I do have a... I've got a body <laughs> for radio. So, something I, I want to... sold my body to science fiction. <laughs> I want to go back to the minions and say something. Yes. Caius and I made an executive decision Ooh. tonight. The minions were very popular. Everybody wanted Dominion. So we're going to figure out how to make that happen. Really? But very quiet and on the down low before a cease and desist gets slapped all over us. <laughs> Do yet. I have to edit this part out? Does this become the secret that never aired? No. It can air. They were awesome. I would, I, dude, I told you, you got to send me pictures because when I show my kids, they're going to freak out. Yeah, yeah. If he brings that over, I could play with it. I'd love to play with it if he would bring it over. Thomas ain't bringing nothing over for you. A- everybody wanted to take a minion home. And we just, yeah. I want to take the army potentially to bits. So there's no way I could have given everything away. Oh, no kidding. But everybody wanted a minion. So we're going to see what we can do about making some of that happen. Nice. And that's a testament to what you guys did because honestly... You think about when people use counts as and proxies, it gets confusing. Some people don't care. Some people yeah. get a little annoyed. And the worst is, I remember listening to one of your guys' podcasts where the guy just had the different night goblins but painted them to different cobblers and made them a demon army or whatever, or made them... Uh, Warlords, uh, last, no, two years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a goblin army. It was good, but it was a goblin army, but it was demons. Right. And, and I, I remember listening to several shows with people discussing whether or not that was cool. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm not bagging on you guys. When I but when I saw it, I was like, "What the hell was he doing?" It is they all. I mean, they're all these little yellow pills. And nobody think, did at first, but the handouts we made were so critical. And I had labels. If anyone had a problem, I had labels to stick on the units. I mean, I just really we did not you want to any, sure. we did not want our fun to get in the way of anyone else's fun. In theory, that is a thing that should have never worked. Like I would, have been, if you told me someone was doing that, I would be like, I am gonna, I would be so annoyed playing against that. And I, 
but then you saw it executed because you did all that stuff. It, it just so happens that we tied for we had third place best sportsmanship and got all favorite opponent and got Matt's scores. Nice. No, so I mean, but I'm saying but nobody had a problem playing against it. And I'm not saying I would have having seen it, but but, but if I told conceptually, you that, conceptually, yes, exactly. Yes. So <laughs> he's done talking over I'm, here. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm done talking. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, though, and explaining it to us, how, what, you, what you guys did and stuff like that, because it was my pleasure. Caius is a sexy bastard and an evil genius, and we, we work really hard at making fun-themed team tournament armies. Thank you, We Dallas. want more people to make team tournament fun-themed armies just for this event. Quit bringing half of your army, half of your buddy's army. That shit is boring. Pardon my French, Dave. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> more bleeping, more bleeping. I know, bleepity bleep. <laughs> Bring, make an army. Put out the efforts. And there you go, folks. There's Domus's. Anyone could do 1,200 points. Do we have the 2,400-point the challenge on Bad Dice, the 2,000-point challenge on Garage Hammer? They've got Garage Hammer, sorry. No. If you're really posh English, it is Garage Hammer. <laughs> is Mark, really we've posh. converted him. He says Garage now. I love... Oh, no. One has a garage. Oh, yeah, it's totally... He's totally mocking us every time oh, we it's Garage Hammer. Scenarios. <laughs> Scenarios. <laughs> Scenarios. Fast cab. Fast cab. <laughs> <laughs> one, one would need to say proper words like castle and bath and grass. I thought you were going to show me a picture, Mark. What happened to that? Thank you so much for coming on, man. I think we'll, we'll go off air for that one, shall we, Dave? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Wyatt. All right. Because when you start getting visual images and gags on podcasts, it gets a bit boring, I think. It's funny, though. It is boring. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's boring. But, okay. Oh, the images crazy. that he's going to show you. me. I got you. I got you. Well, uh, that's what I want to talk about. Thomas, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I'm are tired. You? I paint judged all day. Oh, you're paint judged all day. I actually right. didn't paint judge very many armies, but I led a team. You led the team. And we got it all done. And it's it worked out great. some fantastic armies, aren't there, Thomas? There's some beautiful armies there today. I'm not naming any names. <laughs> Keep That's it okay, secret. Thomas. I know my army was much better this year than last year. Actually, I, I do want to say, Dave, your army was fantastic from what I'd seen from you before. Thank you, man. So I don't know if, if it's hanging out with Chris Yu. I don't That's know what's part happening. It. Part of it is asking Chris, what you would you do to this model? You stepped up your game a lot. I did. But it was, you came and it was from, visible. At, well, at, honestly, I mean... Anyone who saw my list last year said it, sh- it shouldn't have been a 10 because I, I couldn't have actually even gotten points for having every model colored. I got, But uh, this year, I kept going to Chris and saying, what, do I, what would you do next? He's like, I'd add a layer of highlight here. Or I would add this. I said, I if I were Domus, I would do this. And then I would just go and try it. <laughs> it's like I didn't need to explain how. I just needed to know what needed to be done. And I no, figured no out better myself. way to learn. you got to experiment. That's right. I just, I just told him I didn't know if it was the hanging out with you that was rubbing off the paint. Because uh, uh, he stepped his I, paint dude, up quite a lot. a lot. Have you noticed? That's oh, good. Oh, my God. I, I, praised I personally went and looked at I saw the sheet come in, and I'll be honest. I was like, what? Wow. He got that? And so I went and looked. <laughs> wow, dude. Nice. I, so you actually went back we, and I made, double-checked. I made 30-40% as a control group, and all four paint judges scored 30-40% of all the armies. Because of some of the inconsistencies sure. we've had in the past, yep, yep. I did not want that at this Adepticon. Nice. nice. <laughs> Very much. Nice all work, right. brother. Yeah, excellent. All right, Domus, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me.
And uh, we'll get on soon if we decide to keep. I think you and I are going to keep Fat Hammer going. We need to do Even it. If it's you and I, we, no, we need you to don't. figure it out. Right, stop doing We're Fat Hammer because you'll get diabetes and you'll lose your feet. No kidding. <laughs> no, Fat Hammer is our weight loss program. I think I'm going to oh, do karate. Right, okay. We've got we've got like we've got like Weight Watchers for uh, you know you know the the forums. How many? How many thousands? Of pounds, how many thousands of pounds you got signed in? Six tons, right? Yeah, we're six tons. How, do you know what we're at for weight loss yet? Lately? No, because I've been a lazy wanker <laughs> and haven't been updating the spreadsheet. Okay, well, when we know, we'll find out. I'll do it next week. I promise. All right, okay. all right, we got it. Mark, are you gonna stay on? Whatever. All right. All right. No, I'm gonna steal Mark. You're gonna steal Mark? Am I going? I'm gonna say. Let us oh, you're going. You need to go see other people. I can't monopolize you. Chris can't monopolize you. Domus, as much as you want to, you oh, need to Do- Domus can do There's whatever he wants with me. All kinds of people at this table, and hobby killer Andrea Swant just showed oh, up to the right. table. It's okay, so get get a mic on them. Put get, a mic get a girl, on the floor. Get, get a girl on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea was on. Oh really? Yes, and she's coming back on. She's not going anywhere. Give McClure she's the headphones and the mic. On. What she's are you Brad, saying about her? Brad is turning her into hobby killer, and we're all proud. It's happening. Yes. You know what? I I have to say. I saw her game today. She rolled a snake eyes for the winds of magic, and she deleted probably seven of her own units or oh. something insane. <laughs> it was just nuts. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Listen, quick break, and then we'll come back with a bunch of other people. Cheers. And Mark, I love you and leave you. Mark, thank you so much for coming on. Really. Man handshakes. <laughs> if, was, if there wasn't a table in between us, you'd be getting a hug and a group. Oh, well, what do you think when I put the stop, what's going to happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right. We'll be back. Folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mears Miniatures at MearsMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com. Com, and seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. Garage U Tools. Chris U, David Whitehawk, Garage Hammer. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Um, okay, this next segment starts off weird and choppy, and um, I just want to apologize right here. This is the part where Mark was leaving, and I stopped the recorder, and I jumped up and ran over there to say goodbye to him, and then I said something to McClure, and I sat down, and my recorder, you have to hit two buttons to start recording, one to get it in re- record mode and one to start it, and you have to hit them separate. And I think I jumped down and like just hit with one finger the other finger, you know, like you know, sometimes you're typing and you transpose the numbers or sure, you don't get off right. the key fast enough. Well, I thought I hit it and I didn't. Oh. 
So bad, David. We lost the entire segment with it was uh, Brad Schwant, Andrea Andrea Schwant, and uh, McClure. and McClure. That whole segment is just gone with all with all well, five. We'll of get them. it back in the future. We'll have them on again. Yeah. No worries. Enjoy this one, folks. Uh, this will be the last segment that we're going to come back and wrap up the show. I think we lost the whole Twizzler fight. No. Oh no! Ooh. Do it we again. We just lost a big chunk. <laughs> Do it again. How much? We lost McClure's whole t- segment. Ah, oh, crap. It's recording now, and it's just fine. All right. Well, listen, folks. Um, it's getting late. It's after 11. People got to get up in the morning to play. Chris is Chris is trying to I, leave. I need as to get we some speak. sleep. I need my beauty sleep. So he's out. I might talk a little bit longer, but sure. I think we're done. Right, guys, we will catch up with you afterwards. Most importantly, oh, I'm going to sure. kick you's butt tomorrow. Bring it on, McClure. Orc that's, on orc action. That's all they really needed to know. Okay. Yes, there you go. McClure's going to kick Chris Hughes' butt, and we'll be back with episode 72 in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, we, yeah, we'll talk about the game after I kill Tom. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Recap that. When it's just me and Chris down in the basement, he'll say what he really thinks of you and your, your biggins. Oh, that's right. For those of you who missed, it's going to be the Bow Boys versus the Biggins. His Biggins ain't that big. <laughs> oh, oh I'm say that's that. not what Mrs. McClure said. <laughs> I, whatever. I'm not going to touch that one with a long Twizzler. Bye, guys. With a long with Twizzler. With a long Twizzler, great. <laughs> I'm going to bring Twizzlers to the fight. Orcs with Twizzlers. Orcs with Twizzlers. That's Savage Twizzlers. Is that Twizzlers. your new concept? That's Domus. has got to be Domus's concept. Domus' next team tournament army is the Twizzler army. I'm just saying, somebody had a big block of Savage Orcs before somebody else did. (laughs) Somebody's the master and somebody's the student. And it's obvious that you're the master. That's what you're saying? When does the student ever win against the master? Oh, that's right. You beat him last time you played. I did. There you go. Now he's got my army. This is predictable. People can (laughs) take this to the bank. I can't wait till Chris hears this later because he doesn't edit the show. So this, he's the first time Chris right now is listening to this after it's been released, and he's like, "Wait, what? What did he just what? say as soon as I left?" Of course, let's see. Let's yeah. see. Two manglers, two doom divers, <laughs> right? What else? Is that the McClure list? Big block of savages. That's right. Yep. Yeah, uh, he's got. I think he's got eight war machines. He's got uh, at least. Wow. I think he's got four. That's where he went wrong. He's got two grudge, two grudge stories. He's got two rock lavas, right, and four uh, spear chuckas. Yeah, how's he yeah. do as lord? Do you know? Uh, I'm not certain. I thought he was taking Warzag. Oh my gosh! I well, special characters. So yeah, yeah, yeah. special characters. Concessions all over the place. Yeah, I mean, he's got that big unit. He's got. He had a bunch of uh, excuses. Are those excuses or concessions? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your uh, point of view of uh, <laughs> how, uh, yeah. No, wait. I guess if I take the tougher lift and list and we have the same record, that's not good. Let's see. I'm going to be <laughs> eating crow here pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> getting Andrea in on this action. Yeah, why not? I mean, fact, it's Andrea, isn't it? Is it Andrea or Andrea? Andrea. Well, from outside Detroit, it's Andrea. In- we have the very in- Sound. Sorry, uh-huh. not pleasant. I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll be able to touch on this again, I'm sure. But you're 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 doing well, yeah. right? Relatively, yeah. Right? Yes. That's awesome. I'm. I've, I've never done this well. I've just said it. Th- people are gonna be like, "Oh, shut the hell up!" Nobody cares that you're two and one. And then Chris, you and I are both like, "We're doing great. We just aren't winning." <laughs> it's really good though for us, you know. Whereas for me, 
Kevin Bruins is like, we're going to keep playing, right? I was like, yeah, let's go, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is great. And he's like, you realize you lost at that point, right? And I was like, oh, that's oh, so great. Remember the scenario. <laughs> Dang. Fortitude. Fortitude. Maybe I shouldn't have challenged with my general. Yeah, that was I, – I, yeah. I think the scenarios have been pretty good so far. Not great. I mean, some of them were a little confusing. There was some weird stuff in them. Um, grabbing that guy and having him run all the way across the board. Uh, I know you weren't here earlier, but we said oh, that could that could be really bad for some some players. Um, You're talking the traitor scenario. Yeah, I thought that was fun because my game. I was playing Walt with his demons, and most of his stuff was corn. He had a big block of blood letters okay. versus my plague bears. So we swapped. I gave him one of my plague bears. I got a blood letter, and it was fun just because even with the the different gods, you uh-huh. wouldn't be able to fit in there anyway. So it, it was definitely interesting fluff wise to go. All right, traitor! You know your god hates you now. <laughs> it was it was fun. I'm like, oh, this is good. It works. Works in your fluff. It works in the fluff, not on the dice for me. That was my let's take out. I stuff. gave my opponent my my zombie, and they kept all their stats and a traits. zombie as a core You're unit. Such a giver. And he gave me his <laughs> noblar. Okay, so I got a noblar. <laughs> and here's the thing: he had his zombie. Noblars Aww. can march. Okay, zombies can't. Oh, and he didn't place him. And he didn't place him right at twelve inches. He placed him just a little back. Oh no! So he measured. I was like, I'm more than twenty four inches from your deployment zone. At four inches a turn, I he he was done. He could not get. So he just ran him around the back and kept him the heck away from me. Oh my gosh! He's like, there's no point in trying to run it across because it can't march unless it's near your general. And you're not. I'm not stupid enough to let it get near my general. A couple right. things surprising about the scenarios. It's been a long time since I've had to count a point for terrain and control. Oh, yeah. It, you know, not every tournament's doing that anymore. That was kind of throwback. And then the first game where it was, had something to do with a special character or a magic item, most expensive, yeah. or demonic gift. Or gifts. Yeah. My opponent goes, well, I don't have a special character. I don't have any demonic gifts. I don't have any magic items. I said, oh, dude, this closed list. I shouldn't really know that, should I? He has, you took no magic to. items? Nothing. It was totally cool. He was like totally chill with just basic warrior stuff. Nothing. Nothing on anybody. Now, I know at Invasion Kenosha, when John Gashik does the rules, he includes in there, if they don't have this, you just automatically get the points. Yeah, yeah. So You got to uh, consider that. So what – I mean, that's – that's so surprising. Like, I wouldn't even think of taking a Especially list. Especially in a warrior list. That has list. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this this dude was cool. He was cool. Oh, I'm not, I'm not making fun of him. Just, I'm, it, yeah. You, what do I do if I have none? Uh, well, it, who has it, none? it was shocking. So we asked, and we ended up saying that his Zinch Lord on disc ended up being the dude, you know, that mattered for this scenario. So. <laughs> he has a disc. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that there was, you go. That was about a good was the disc. Sure. By the way, did you see Dale Bart's orc? Ogre army thing. Oh yeah, the orcers. Yeah. Did you see his BSB? I don't know. It's a giant. It's it's it was an. I had to get one of the uh, the, not the iron breakers. Those are dwarfs. What do they call them? The uh, the iron guts. So he's got the arm up like that over the head, like he's holding. The, except he's got a chain running through it, and hanging up right like, over the guy's back is a mangler. A mangler. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's, awesome. that's his BSB. That's yes. his standard. Is he whips this mangler around? Oh, on the chain. Is that his B- I saw that thing. I didn't BSB. know what it was. It looks the mangler awesome. is the banner. <laughs> the ogre just whips the damn thing around. I think it's amazing what resin and plastics has allowed us to do. 
Yeah. Right? Because I was a metal whore. I just was. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And, like, I just, I was all about the metal, and Domus was all about the plastic. Now, it's taken me a year to file all the little whatever off the plastic of my beasts. Ugh. What are those? Mold lines? The mold mold lines. lines. Oh, my gosh. But I just, I, I almost don't bother sometimes. Like, Domus even pointed out, I was like, these joints and these things here. He's like, if oh, you want to get forever. a higher pain score. And I, I, it, it drives me insane. I can't stand filing. But, you know, I'll take just, like, the exacto and just, like, scrape. Yeah. Like like a razor almost just yeah. scrape that way. Still though. I'm I'm waiting for the day when, you know, I post something and go, Alright, I'm missing part of my thumb. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The basement took forever. They got the horns, the head, each arm, the torso. I, I, it's just crazy. Oh, oh and then if is. you try to do an, around any kind of fur or scaling or, like, clothing. And, and that's the worst part. It's not like it's on something smooth. Like, my stupid ghouls, I always take the bald head, and it's got that, the mantic ghouls. It's got that mold line right around the top yes. of the head. Yeah. But you just take the exact, just slide it over, dude, done, next one, next one. But, like, with Harrison Skaven, yeah, the plague monks, forget about it. Forget they can keep about their mold it. lines. Would, I don't care. I don't care and i know people like who dude the mold lines it, it would be beautiful except there's those mold lines i know i know and i would love to have the patience but that's the one that's the one thing that breaks me in the i won't do it 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 almost i mean the new plastics actually are better right with regards to mold lines oh yeah it's almost a reason to get new plastics is so you don't have to do it with the old mold lines exactly because they've gotten so much better they really have and the models are looking great but what it lets you do now with the magnets I, I got some uh, harpies from the uh, the um, Avatars of War. Right. Right? Oh, no, they're nice. I glued them to a dryad branch. I magnetized the branch to the base. There's nothing holding it on. The fig is entirely light. But that's what the plastics and the resins let you do. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. Dude, seriously, with the modeling ability, you have... I mean, I found some places in Japan. I ordered them from Japan or China. And I got, like, I think it's, like, 50 in a little little... Two, oh, wow. Like four uh, bucks. Drill bits? Yeah. Yeah. And I ordered like two of them because if I ordered two, I got free shipping. So oh, no. It was eight bucks. I got a hundred. But I mean, when I need them now, I mean, they're there, but I was pinning everything. And still, I look, if I try to put together my hordes stuff, those trolls, I got like 19 pins in one of those trolls, like the big ones. Oh, oh my gosh. Just because they're so big and heavy and you want to make sure they don't go. I don't miss drilling in the metal one bit. Not I, one bit. <laughs> I remember picking up, it doesn't feel, this. seriously, I don't miss it. Uh, Bit. Yeah. I, Surprising. I do have to confess, we just bought a Dremel for the house. Oh, all right. So we're like, ooh, pinning. This will be so much <laughs> easier now to put magnets in things or, yeah, for drilling out That's for fast. pins. That's fast for a drill. Kind I've of got excited. A, yeah. I'm all about the Walmart drill. Oh, you've got the, yeah, the, what, you know, just honestly, tw- 20 bucks, slow speed. This one does have a slow speed. Okay. <laughs> These <laughs> okay, shenanigans That's are happening here. Oh, <laughs> McClure started another Twizzler war. I he's trying to get he you had back armor. On. He had armor. I hit him where he had armor. I didn't hit him. I thought you were going to on bed. The mirror flash. I got you. I got you. <laughs> he says, "Stand up, stand up." Oh. I get you in the armor part. It's fair. <laughs> Assume the position. Oh, oh thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> oh my goodness, this is, <laughs> this is getting stranger and stranger. McClure is now being whipped with Twizzlers. Or and, <laughs> well, I think that's the one that was used earlier in the Ben and that Mark is, fight. Yes. It's a sharp one. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. It's so much easier to convert and do that stuff like that. Yeah, I, I'm digging it. 
I'm okay with it. I have so much metal, I don't know what to do now. Do you but. have any fine cast? Or are you one of those people who just you mention it and then you gotta gotta make faces and? I'm I I don't know what to do because I have all this. I have, have yeah. I have all the armies I want to do, and right. I have yeah. I'll never finish them. Yeah. So I just buy as as I want. You know. Right. I mean, you know, when you're gonna use it. Kind of, I'm lying. I'm totally lying. You don't I have the collector syndrome. Everything. I am totally a hoarder. I'm on the show. I was episode 11. You can see it. Whatever. But I don't know. I, I'm cool. I think all the new stuff is cool with all yeah. the all the different types of material they're making figs out of. It works good. The scraper, that scraper tool for the resin that GW puts out, yep. totally worth it. It totally works. And you looked at it like... All right, this is pretty. You're looking at this one. I paid how much for you're this? You're saying chunk? this is the biggest ripoff in the world. Yeah, and then it's just slide so it down the, the fine cast. It's and the better sh- than an exacto knife. Oh, an exacto knife will cut. The, I mean, you take one wrong angle and you cut a yep. limb off. Yep. And here it's yep. just like a nice. He's still not happy. <laughs> <laughs> all, all tomorrow throughout the games, you're going to hear people squeal from getting hit with Twizzlers. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm going to no. have to hide the Twizzlers. Dave, what did you start? Uh, what did I start? I was giving them out. I was trying to get sportsmanship scores. <laughs> Here's Twizzlers. I got a big bag of jelly bellies. They're like, I don't want any Twizzlers. I'm like, jelly beans? Oh, she laughs. This, no, no. The, the sportsman thing reminded me this morning. Tom was like, oh, look, your hair's in a ponytail. It's so nice. I go, Tom, I haven't bleed you. I can't give you any sports scores yet. <laughs> I said, I can't turn it off. Well, dude, he showed up last <laughs> year at practice. He's like, oh, Just I got some coffee. You like coffee, don't you? I have some extras. How do you get some extras? I go to the store, I buy coffee for myself. I don't buy like five and be like, we get back. Oops, did I buy five? I can only drink one. And he's and he's got these big like half pound chewy cookies. Here, Dave, oh. chewy cookie. You look like a chocolate chip guy. That's what he tells me. You look like a chocolate chip guy because <laughs> you're the most fattening, and I'm the morbidly obese one. Here, oh, listen. No. I know you ain't eating no oatmeal cookies. <laughs> here, big boy. Here's the macadamia nut chocolate chip. Go to town. You know the guys who brought the cake. They're like, ooh, let's put the chocolate cake in front of the woman here. She'll eat it. Sportsmanship. I'm sure. You, have you covered that a hundred times? Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. Who knows? It's so unpredictable. Honestly, it's absolutely unpredictable. The sports field is amazing these days. There, it's not clear yes. at all. It is not clear. There will be seventeen thousand ties for sportsmanship tomorrow. I swear. Yeah, and then they're going to have to do whatever the tiebreakers are. Is what goes literally, into. I mean, and they'll just be like, "Tom's at the top." Yeah, give it. To oh Tom. no, 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 no. Sure. Literally, there's that many really cool people to play these days. It's exactly. a lot different. And they've got, seriously, they have like, what is it, five or six different tiebreakers for sportsmanship because they oh, know sure. they're going to have to run through the list and they eliminate people through other stuff because there's a lot of people getting top scores. It's great. It's great. You come to a tournament, it doesn't matter how cutthroat it is, eighth edition, people are having fun. For the most part. I just yep. can't believe you haven't won yet. <laughs> Joe Flesh has busted my chops because I gave someone a five. He's like, you didn't write in your reason. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah, what's up with that? He's like, you didn't write in your reason. I'm like, okay. Well, I guess there's. it says you got to write in a reason if they get a zero or a five. So they're at least making you write something. They're like, no way. You're not getting away without writing it. Too much reading. <laughs> it's Tom's mantra. I was I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, just here to be nice and buy coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. dumb. He's coffee and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, listen. Good times. Yeah, <laughs> I've been having a great time. Anything else you guys want to say and wrap up before we before we take off? Start a new army. High elves. Well, dwarves are coming Fine. out. Just to everybody. Everybody, get yeah, off your old kick. 
Get into a new army. It's good for you. So if I go back to dwarves, is that getting into a new army, or back? do I have to get a new army? You're going back to dwarves? When did you have dwarves? The first three years I played, all I had was dwarves. <laughs> I picked up I picked up uh, VC about five, six months before... Uh, I remember that. I picked up VC only out maybe, maybe five months before the new book came out. Yeah. I'd been playing yeah. nothing but dwarves. That's cool. Get a new one. I also, I also cannot wait to go back to dwarves. <laughs> I know. I cannot wait. Like, yeah, I'm going to strip we those have models to too. Move on. No, I, it's too easy. We love our dwarves. Yeah. We have to move on. Let's keep going. There's Broaden other armies out there. This summer, I'm going to be painting Empire because my second child, Morgan, wants to play. Exactly. And she's picked Empire. Because I told her she couldn't pick the Dark Elves because I just didn't want my eight-year-old daughter. Or yeah. ten, she's ten. What do I say? Eight, she'll be mad. But she's she's ten. She can read the book. She can write her army list. She wants to play. So Morgan wants to learn how to paint. So she's going to paint that army with me this summer. And she's going to start but playing, too. There's nothing. It's just amazing when they join. Yeah. My eight-year-old just started painting his ogres last month. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just They're into it. Oh, my gosh. I'll sit down and paint and just have a grand old time. And they're just... Yeah, I don't know about think. Empire, though. I think you got to give them... When they're young, you got to give them a little bit of a tool that they can win with. But she picked it, and she liked it. And she doesn't really care about... Well, I don't even think she wants to play necessarily as much as she wants to sit down and paint the model. Well, it's whatever they like. Yeah, because yeah. I remember one day she asked me if I would buy her one, like, two years ago. I don't know why you and, and I are fascinated with dwarves, but... <laughs> I, yeah, I resemble them. <laughs> That's basically it. But uh, It's the beer drinking for me. But. <laughs> for me, it's the sexy beards. Oh, okay. This okay. <laughs> All right. There you go. Tom's looking around now. <laughs> Tom's looking for the exit. <laughs> You're safe, Manling. You have you. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't got a beard, Manling. Hey, listen, McClure. Thanks so much, Miss Schwand. Mister Whitejack. Yeah. So you gotta be gotta be polite to the ladies. That's how it works. So yeah, we're gonna wrap this up, and um, thank you guys for coming out. When we come back, folks, uh, we will have how bad Chris you lost. Yeah, there oh, you go. Oh. Oh. Right? Oh, no. I don't know if that, that was in there. <laughs> All right. All right. Talk to you later. See you later. Bye, Dave. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. That was Adepticon in the books, 2013. It came, it came and went so fast. I was exhausted, man. I only played for two days. I was only there for three. I couldn't get there till Friday afternoon almost. Yeah, I was exhausted going into it. Yeah. Um, 
and it, it was it, it was a blur. But, so you ready for next year? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We'll have to see what I'll have to do. You know, we'll have to see what comes out this year to see what we're yeah, even bringing. But I'm definitely in. I'll be there getting another VIG ticket and and getting everything going because it was just too good of a time. I will be there next year t- taking my painting class. I couldn't make it this year. Oh, that's right. You missed your class. No. I took my class. It wasn't bad. It wasn't what I expected. But I now know how to paint checkerboards. On models, and I, and when I first started doing it, it was like, in fact, it, I have the Night Goblin somewhere that I got when I was working on it, yeah. and the one side of the hood, the the it's like they're not squares. There's some of them are blobs, some of them are yeah sure. rectangles, and some are ovals. But then on the other side, it's like, oh damn, okay, wait, I got it. You know, it's yeah. just like yeah, yeah. it clicks. It was it was an interesting class. It but you learned something. But I learned something, and now I can paint those checkerboards. Which For honestly, your VC army, hey. You know, work. <sighs> okay, this is a show, folks. I apologize for it being so long because I honestly thought this one we would keep under well, three hours. But man, was there a lot of there? Yeah, and we even sped through. We went through the elves quicker than we wanted to. We well, just, the book hasn't dropped yet, so no, but we will do yeah something more in depth when that when we have the book in hand. Didn't even cover every single FAQ like we normally do. Wow, it's oh, like, we didn't cover all of our games at Adepticon either. No, we didn't. And hey, thanks to everyone we played. Um, yes, I had I had five I had five really great games. Uh, sorry, we didn't go into detail about every single game. Uh, maybe maybe next episode we can talk about them a little bit. Just just give a quick little recap or chat. Just for the record, for the championships, I came in sixty second out of one hundred and fifty five. You came in thirty seven. Very nice. Uh, Grant was fifty seven. And uh, yeah, 156, I think, or 159 yeah, yeah. players. Yeah, my, my artillery dice just abandoned me. Foot of Gork, footed me. When <laughs> your own foot what was stomping you on you, that yeah, was... when you live and die by the dice like that on artillery dice, that's going to happen. Back in a couple of weeks. Sorry that the last couple of episodes have been late. We're going to get right back on track. It's just Adepticon and a couple other uh, stay on schedule. Yeah, gonna gonna keep us messed up. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Probably not talking high house. Probably just uh, wrapping up and doing a few other things. Probably episode seventy three. I'm hoping three and maybe even seventy four. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Do a whole bunch of high elf chatter. Absolutely. So if you like high elves, stay tuned. Prepare to get high. <laughs> All right. <laughs> puff puff give. <laughs> We're signing out. Yes, we're signing out, folks. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh. Dice came in today. Nice. I came home. There are a thousand dice. Guys, here's what we're doing. If you want to buy some dice, you got them. It's a buck a die. You can order one, five, 20, 50. I don't care. But we've got these garage hammer dice. And guys, they look better than the pictures I tweeted. These dice look incredible. They look sharp. And they roll well, too. You need sixes? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, you need to pass your characteristic test. You need to pass the leadership test. Our dice are guaranteed yeah. to help you pass that test. Whether you need to roll high, low, whatever, these dice will do it for you. There are apparently no plans to the actual veracity of that last week. Um, other than that, it's uh, <laughs> they're legit. You got to use legit dice. So, all right, folks, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forum at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. 
You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at GarageHammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support GarageHammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening. All right, we're going to back this up a bit. Okay. He's going to back it up. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You, You just said that.